Ladies and gentlemen, it is the Anti Fannies for movies and TV shows presented by the Anti Fanboys. Yours truly, Christopher Galanti. Steven Asotiri. <laughs> Where's the snack bar? <laughs> Devin Cock Kopeck. <laughs> I'm still here and alive. Jonathan Shit Suarez. Ah, man, I don't know what to say. How to make it shit. It just sounded like you just pinched one off. That's what it sounded like. It's weird. just did an entire show on the toilet. <laughs> Guys, we, we got only we got... podcast revolver pooping. We got some movies. We got some TV shows of 2022. Fucking this year, phenomenal for the for movies and TV shows. I am so happy to be giving out awards to these great movies and TV shows. They're just wonderful. I had a great year, guys. How about yourselves? <laughs> Show me which way to the snack bar. <laughs> uh, you said that already. <laughs> Wait, really? Hey, at least I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead yet, guys. Still here. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Why would you be dead? Uh, I just, you know, I know that was Steve's liar, liar wish. <laughs> so, <laughs> Wait, make, you your, make liar, your prediction. Liar wish was that you were dead? That's not true. <laughs> that, that I died in 2022. Uh... Make your prediction now. Will The Last of Us be on any of these awards at the end? No, because they were no. Oh, 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 by the end of this year. The end of I this year. Yeah. I, the, the, <laughs> I was like, man, Chris coming out hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I hate this. I'm erroneous. Objection, Your Honor. Uh, Last of Us, <laughs> no. Fair. Milf Manor, yes. Yeah. Whoa. Sorry. I'll be honest with you. If they keep pumping out the exposition like they have been in these episodes, probably yeah, not. <laughs> that's, that was my problem with this last one. But what, like the little beginning part? No, no, well, that part's cool. The part where they're—I mean, I don't want to spoil anything. For I haven't Steve, seen it like, yet. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. it yet. There's uh, Steve, uh, it's, it's it's the video game you played. It's the video game you played. Uh, no, but like two thousand nine, that came out like, twenty thirteen. Wait, what? <laughs> when they're explaining to to Ellie the fucking the little tendrils thing for like. 10 minutes i was like uh-huh. okay there's a lot of dumps. It. a lot of dumps we're not stupid we can we'll be able to figure that's, it out yo, dude that's for the walking dead audience there yeah. is there is a really cool visual that i don't think was in the game that i really liked i'm not gonna spoil it obviously but um i i thought that was neat but all the just constantly explaining everything is a little yeah. well yeah, I'll it, might, tell you it, what. Might, it might be growing pains it's because i think it's because maybe it's not for the last of or for the walking dead crowd maybe it's actually for the last of us people because there's so many we teams. have our superior our count dooku look of superiority on the on the tv show watchers that are doing it for the first time that we might not understand because they, they made a bunch of changes you know so you know, I got one little and little no, thing no and, and weird. let me finish. Let me no, finish. The finish, Last of finish, Us, finish. the Last of Us community is a bunch of mm-hmm. stupid fucking people. To begin with. <laughs> You're not uh, wrong. That is at correct. least half of the people, the people that hated that's true. The second one for no reason. Good point. So, yeah. See what, what were you saying? My complaint. Why does Why does Boston look like Calgary? What's that about? Oh, don't What's you. What's that about? Don't you it's do most that. that about? Oh, yeah, because don't you do that. Is most of that um is most of that green screen or I don't, I don't a know. Lot, a good chunk of it. I mean, I am I mean it's definitely not <laughs> they definitely didn't like they definitely didn't didn't buildings. level an entire <laughs> metropolitan. <laughs> metropolitan. Uh, yeah. 
I'm not doing anything, Calgary. What are you doing? The CGI and the practical effects look good, though. Like they practical look, effects look mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Look fucking great. Like I'm very happy with how everything looks. It's it's visually perfect. Yeah, those clickers. I I was kind of like no notes. Yeah, those are great, great man. Those are great. fucking amazing. yeah. Uh, I do. No, love... It was funny because, like last week, <laughs> last week's last week, Sam's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have nightmares." When she was seeing like the runners, I was like, "Well, wait, 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 wait till you see the clickers." Hmm. And now this week, she's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have nightmares." I'm like, "Well, wait till you see the bloaters <laughs> and the Rat King." And you're like, I'm like, "Wait till you see the Rat, the rat King." The Rat King. You're gonna be waiting for a while for the Rat King. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, there's a thing that um, a couple little tidbits that I saw. One was. I was hearing buzz that episode three is that people are the critics are saying is the best episode of the series. So Ooh. that's what people are saying. I want to hype it up. Okay. And also, there's another thing I saw. Um, I don't know if, if if it's true if the sources are real or not, but they they said that they're like the announcement for season two being greenlit is like imminent. Like they're oh, gonna yeah. announce yeah. it. I'm actually well, kind of shocked it didn't get it immediately. It, there was some sort oh. of a Keely. Keely tweeted something. Jeffrey? It's probably because it's expensive. oh yeah, because he's he he's he made the game himself. Jeff yeah, Carol right? Keely. He, he made it with his bare hands, Chris. Jeff <laughs> Keely made the game with his bare hands from the ground up. Yeah. No, what did he he retweeted? Well, Kojima so already man. said that this is a strand show. So, <laughs> I mean. He I made mean, this game, he, apparently. It's <laughs> yeah. wrong. It's not, actually. <laughs> what is I think, that wrong? I think it is a strange show now. I think oh, maybe. Uh, oh, maybe it's not there anymore. I don't know. Uh, so apparently the viewership went up like 20% yeah. in between week one and two. Which Word is, of mouth, you see the sales Word of the mouth. game? Oh, no. the sales of the game went up yeah, like 250%. Mm-hmm. You know what? They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, Druckmann is fucking twiddling his thumb. Like, not he is. Yeah, you know he's not the game twiddling the his thumb? Before. Fucking Bruce Straley. Yeah. Who, direct, who directed the first game. Oof. He's not getting any credit at all. <sighs> yeah. Which is pretty yeah. rough, I think. I saw somebody, somebody tweet that was like, Neil Druckmann literally appearing in my level design and telling me where to place my clickers. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, uh, to Neil Druckmann's defense, he is directing, executive producing the show. If they, oh no, 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 that was the that was the joke that like he was like in the photo, like pointing the clicker, like where to walk, like for <laughs> the scene. <laughs> well, I mean, because it looks so good. It looks good. It looks, it looks good. like that video game Rayman. <laughs> Um, actually, fellows, before we jump into the categories, I just want to jump into, I, me and Devin actually watched a few movies where I did Devin and I watched a movie and uh, one movie and one thing. Yeah. That I'm not even going to bring up, but, um, I'll choose, I'll let you choose which one was the thing. (laughs) Foolish. Um, what was, what was it? What'd you guys see? We watched Skinnamarink. Um, Oh, how was that? Skinnamarink was good okay yes i wouldn't go farther than that though i saw jay bauman's review and he kind of had the same sentiment it seemed it's it's you know it's a cheap film it's fifteen thousand dollars to to make the film that was the budget which i love that's that's not bad at all i mean that's crazy good that kind of made it get to the good level in my opinion like that's what made it good um but all that being said, uh, it was effective and it was atmospheric, but, you know, it lingered a little too long and the pacing was a little rough. 
and mm-hmm. it was a little bit um, of a of a of a thinker more so than it should have been. I feel. Um, I I have I this is my this is my I don't think Steve will ever be able to watch this movie. Hmm? Why is that? Because you will fall asleep every single time. I don't think there's, so. There's not think. a doubt in my mind that Steve that's would be true. like, I tried five times and I. That's Steve not true. Times. I disagree. I, I watch in bed though. If I watch in bed, maybe that's the. <laughs> no, I think, oh, sorry. Oh, go on, Steve. I'll give a shot. I'll give it. I'll give it a shot. Give a shot. If I fall, if I fall asleep, Devin, you owe me a pizza. <laughs> that's fair. I think <laughs> Do, you're right. I don't think it will happen. I think there's enough enough atmosphere and enough just general unsettlingness to it that you, you kind of demands your attention. And I'm not saying it's not good, but I'm just saying there's some sleep inducing moments in that, in that movie. It's very dark, obviously. Uh, <sighs> the whole movie seems to be lit by a television, <laughs> oh. which is interesting to say the least. But um, I think what makes it so effective is that it is kind of, the pacing is kind of slow and that's it's it works in its favor i feel i don't necessarily think that it, that's a knock i think it i don't think it could have been made anyway any way else really mm-hmm. um because it does tread on pretty familiar territory but the way it's shot and the way it invokes terror is very unique yes okay. i would agree so i feel like that deserves it at least a fuck there are right. some moments that are genuinely creepy. Um, I just feel like it's... Uh, but Top Gun's a kill, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah what the fuck? You know what? No, <laughs> it's it's right. a I kill. just try to start a fire. So you to, did. I'm stirred up. I'm just trying to start a civil war. Well, it's a stupid fucking movie. That's why it's a kill. Christ. <laughs> Jesus it fucking one Christ. one brain cell to watch. Yeah, where this takes an entire brain. That's the difference. Um... Yeah, that so, ruined my night. I know. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Um, yeah, it's 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 effective, and I, I again, I give it a fuck. I think it's Skinner Brink is deserved of the watch at least. Um, but yeah, I, I other than Skinner Brink, I actually watched uh, two other films. Um, mm-hmm. One, a certified Mary, um, and that's Ooh. Tar. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I watched Tar. Um, I really didn't think much of it going into it. I think when I when I came out of it, it, it shook me. Like it is, it takes a certain uh, thing that's going on that's very very topical uh, as far as like sexual abuse and sexual favors, and it kind of flips it on its head um, in a very interesting way. Partially because the main character is a woman. I feel like we haven't really seen that in, in reality yet. You know, I, I, at least I haven't, I think the closest they actually came to it was like Lena Dunham, uh, was like molesting somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. like in real life, you mean? Yeah. In real life. Uh, um, oh, oh, man. I think you're right. <laughs> I think what makes it so phenomenal and so interesting is that the entire focus of the movie is on the perpetrator. Um, and I feel that's really cool. And not to mention, I think Kate Blanchett is fucking phenomenal. I mean, what is she not right. phenomenal? Mm. You're absolutely right. It, it kind of was so good and because they list it as a biopic, but it's a fictional character. That to me is like, makes it phenomenal because like you're, you're going into it 
and watching it thinking this feels like it actually happened. Oh, Mark Strong is in this too. Oh, dude, he's fantastic in this too. He is. Does he play the? Does he play the tar pit? No, he does not play the. She does not (laughs) play the tar pit. Um, Tar is a very interesting character, Elizabeth Tar. I think that's her name. Um, She's extremely pretentious, cold, and unempathetic. And to make that your main character is difficult, but this movie really pulls it off. And visually, it's just so cool and stunning and stylistic. Uh, Todd Fields, I think, is the director. Yeah, I was going to say, this wasn't uh, a Bergman movie. Dude, it, it felt like <laughs> it. It. Sounds, it sounds like a Bergman movie. I, I feel like it. that is the influence. Like I, I think Wild Strawberries is a very close influence to this movie. Um, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. I think it's, you know, it's the problem this year. There's so many fucking great movies. Um, it's hard to really pick one and, and say it's your favorite, but like I saw this a little late bef- later than all the other films that I really loved. And I, I, I don't want to say it swayed me in any way. I mm-hmm. still am pretty locked in on my picks, but I feel like it's worth definitely worth a watch. I think it was phenomenal. Um, yeah, big Mary, big time Mary. Um, and my third, what else has Todd field done? Todd fields. I think he did. Um, he did carnival. Uh, Is that really him? The, well, he did one episode uh, in the bedroom in the bedroom is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, little children, little children, seen? even better. I love that movie. Um, uh, the uh, guy who played, uh, Freddy Krueger in the remake, uh, James Earl Haley, uh, mm. probably his best role. As a mm. child molester in this. Oh, I re- this was like right. This was the movie I heard he did like right before getting the the Watchmen gig. Yes, yeah. Um, like, Little hey. Children. It's a he's a, a a arrested and 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 judged child molester who trying to live in a suburb area. One of the greatest scenes in that film is him going to a public pool where there are children and everybody just clears the pool when they see him and they're just staring at him and he gets into the pool and then immediately gets out and he yells at them. And he's like, I just wanted to go for a swim. And he, he just walks away. It's, it's such a phenomenal scene, man. Um, yeah, that's a great movie too. And I'm, I'm not surprised in that movie. This Kate guy, Winslet, yes, very good. This in that. Guy hasn't oh. really done much. I mean, no. like, I don't want to say he's not done, but like, he did Little Children in 06 and then Tar. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, what has this guy been doing? <laughs> I, 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 in the bedroom is also phenomenal. It's a, uh, a about a spurned lover of the the main character. Well, not the main character, but um, the son of the main character, played by Tom Wilkinson, is dating a woman whose ex comes back and kills his son. And then Tom Wilkinson devises a way to murder the ex and it is so realistic in its setup. It's it's scary. It's a it's a disturbing film to watch, but man, is it good! Um, but remember when Kate Blanchett was Hela and Thor? That's her <laughs> best movie. That's her best movie. No, I you know it's a shame that she came out with this. That this film came out during this year because I feel like in any other year it would have been a lock for best actress and a lock for best picture because it's it's so good. Um. Yeah, very good film. But uh, then I'll move on to the less good. Uh, I watched Young E. 
um, on Netflix, which is by the director of Trained Busan, a mm. uh, Korean production. It was very mediocre, unfortunately. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like this guy really kind of kind of peaked with Train to Busan. He, he might just be he might just be like a one hit you know, wonder. A little bit. Um, uh, this film is very redundant in its in its plot. Like I've we've all seen this before a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It it has some good character drama. I feel like the action set pieces are just replayed over and over again. Yeah. And until the end, there is a pretty solid big set piece at the very end of the movie. But all that being said, I feel like there's a lot of overacting. There's a lot of underacting as well. Ooh. Mm. Sci-fi um, though. That's it is sci-fi. It's it's got some cool concepts that it's playing around with it. But again, it's it's a well-trodden road, you know, that this is walking down. So I yeah, I, I feel like it's 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 a fuck, but kind of barely one. Like I feel like yeah. it, if it didn't have a few really solid scenes, it would have been a kill. Mm. Um but yeah, I, I give it a shot, see what you think. It's about 90 minutes. Super short. Hey, worth short time. in and out. Shorter than Skinnamarink. Shorter than Skinnamarink. Skinnamarink's an hour 40, I think. Yeah. Um, maybe could have could have been cut down about 20 minutes. Probably wow. would have been just as effective. You're saying it. that this could have been in a 70-minute movie. I think either of them. I think oh. either Youngie or Skinnamarink. Could have been cut down a bit, and it would have 2023, been 2023. Year of the short movie, <laughs> yeah. not a problem. Fucking phenomenal. Uh, yo, year of the 30 minute good. comedy from Chris Galani. Just, just in and out, dude. <laughs> in and out. In out. I, I, I will say, Tar deserves its runtime. Everything okay. about that yeah. is is phenomenal, and you know, it's I like that. Hours. Earn earn your runtime movies. Damn right, man. You know, if you're gonna make a movie, a long movie. Give me something to chew on, man. Don't don't just make it simple. Maybe the Batman shouldn't be four hours long. It shouldn't be, Steve. It shouldn't be. There's some cool stuff in that movie. I'll give you that, but not four hours. Absolutely not. Um, not even yeah. seven was four hours. That's that's it for my uh, my movies of the week. Uh, but yeah, I think we should just jump jump right into the categories, let's go right? For it. All right, let's get to the best surprise movies and shows of 2022. Chris, you want to take it away? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so my best surprise is a fucking weird one, and it's the rehearsal. Um, oh, rehearsal by Na- Nathan. Uh, ooh, wait. Fielder, Nathan, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, thank you. Nathan Fielder. Um, Nathan Fielder, also famous for Nathan For You, which is a phenomenal reality comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is very much way weirder than Nathan For You, which says a lot. Would you, cla- would you classify the rehearsal as a comedy? Uh, yes. <laughs> Overall. Conceptually, or, it's a yeah, comedy that yes. like spirals out into yeah, like, gonna, yeah, okay. psychological horror. <laughs> I, I I I I lump Nathan Fielder in with your Nate your your uh, what's his name Robinson the guy who did uh, oh, Tim Robinson did, Tim Robinson mm-hmm. and Ugly Tim and Sonic. Eric uh, Ugly Sonic uh, Tim <laughs> and Eric also like they mm-hmm. play these characters that are still themselves but just like a caricature of themselves in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and um, I feel like Nathan for you or uh, Nathan Fielder in in the rehearsal is like the farthest gone. He's as... like an alien. 
you could have played someone who's like completely un unempathetic and doesn't understand people. And that, that is a big part of the humor. Um, mm-hmm. Because how the show started was um, Nathan Fielder decided to pick people in life uh, that he <laughs> he got off of Craigslist um, that were having difficulty uh, broaching a certain, let's say, social taboo that they they had to that they either were lying about something or there was something they had to come clean with. And uh, Mr. Fielder decided to set up a rehearsal for that moment where they would basically confront the person or persons in their lives and tell them about this scenario. Um, The first episode is about a fella who has been lying to his quizzo group about having a doctorate and he doesn't Mm -hmm. actually have a doctorate. And Nathan sets up a rehearsal for him to talk to the, the main member of the Quizzo group that he kind of is, is the most fearful of and to see what would happen. He, he goes through every scenario possible. He's got like flow charts of like every like scenario that could arise. Now he goes so far as to actually build a replica of the bar that they have Quizzo in, in a sound yeah, he stage. He like an unlimited budget. It seemed like, right. Well, for just for the first episode, like for the, for the first yeah. episode, he had like so much money, but then like, he spent it all on building that fake bar set. <laughs> yeah, so he sets up the scenario with a person that's very socially awkward um, and kind of is the butt of the joke in a lot of ways. But all that being said, I feel like he did eventually go through with it mm-hmm. and, and confronted this person, this friend of his, and told her the truth. And it wasn't as bad as he thought it was going to be, you know? Now... Now, now, of course, this is the first episode. And in your head, you're like, oh, I understand how this show is going to go. Every week we are going to get a new scenario that gets a rehearsal and we see the outcome. I feel like the self-indulgent nature of it kind of makes it perfect. Yes. Like it is a show that becomes more unhinged and goes off the rails like with every passing week. And it becomes more about Nathan more than yes. the other characters. Really? And so I did not know. I thought I literally thought it was how Steve explained it like every No, like episode 2 is um the premise is uh, a woman wants to find out what her life would be like if she lived out in the country with a kid and like raising a kid. Uh, and, and, and Nathan sets it up for her in a way where he has to skirt child labor laws <laughs> because <laughs> he's got to bring in a child, a different child every six hours so that this woman could experience 24 hours of having a child of her own. <laughs> the silliest fucking it's shit. Man. So wild. And it's like, it just kind of runs from there at that point. Um, and I think like this is a perfect best surprise because like Steve said, you you really think it's this way and then it kind of turns itself on its head and it becomes something see. else. Yeah. You never see where it's going. No, no, never. And I yeah, Steve, what 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 me and Steve are describing is just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Um so you you can really go into it still kind of fresh and mm-hmm. get that same surprise 
that I got out of it and Steve got out of it. Um, but yeah, this one really, it blew my socks off and this it, was HBO max, right? HBO max. Um, I feel like it's barely, it's like skirting the lines of a reality show too. Yes. Um, absolutely. And, and that makes it cool too, because I'm, I'm such a stringent hate hater of, of reality television to see something like this is like, makes me think like maybe there is a, f- a form of this that works. And that is interesting and, and phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like, um, if you haven't watched it, it's six episodes. It's really, I think it's only six, right? Six or eight. I think so. It's somewhere in that range. Um, definitely digestible and it makes you want to keep watching because it's so just so uh, strange. After I got past that, um, like third, once I got to the third episode and I, I saw like kind of like the, the, just the, just the coil just unraveling. <laughs> yes. Like I was like, Oh, I need to binge all of this. Like I just to give you a little more taste. The fact that Nathan Fielder hires an actor to play him and then takes over another actor's life to understand him better. I forgot about that. Oh my God. It's so weird. And like he moves into that actor's apartment and he makes that actor move into another apartment. (laughs) So silly. It's so wild. It's a brain tickler and it's hilarious and it's, it's real. Like there's a lot of real fucking scenes like that really, they're almost like uncomfortable. That's yeah. Like when like the actual reality part, like, crops up there's like so much uncomfortableness there's a lot of like genuine like sadness and like stuff that like will make you feel bad for like the people who are getting like caught up in this like fucking hurricane it makes you know kind of you kind of understand like you kind of realize that maybe (laughs) this wasn't made for the benefit of them and that's no maybe not good (laughs) i don't know it's hard to kind of quantify it's it's interesting and and in a world where like yeah in a world where it's like you know reality tv shows and i joked about it earlier are becoming like literally milf manner like this is a very interesting thing where it's like maybe we should pump the brakes on these guys yes i think you're right i think it might be just a commentary on reality television in general well i think Um, just like just one thing can be said, like the commentary. There are multiple tracks of commentary that run throughout oh, yeah. the show. That's true. That's true. I mean, if you look at it just that way, you're you're not seeing the big picture. But um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I think this is easily my my best surprise of the year. And uh, go see it. The rehearsal, very very right. good. Uh, Devin, how about you? What was your best surprise of the year for 2022? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as Chris was talking about this, I had. It was split, like almost like right down the middle. I really had to come to a uh, decision, uh, and it was it came down to essentially the success of Top Gun Maverick, like conceptually, versus the menu. And at the end of the day, I went with the menu because I was so tickled pink by this movie. It's just kind of like this weird trailer where. You know, these people are going to a fancy restaurant and things are starting to go awry. And, you know, it seems kind of scary, thriller, you know. And, and I don't know. The, the trailers just always seem kind of interesting to me. 
and I went with my girlfriend and I saw it and she, she used to be like in that world, not to that extent, of course, but like she used to mm-hmm. be in that. And I was like, yeah, I think you might like it. And just like with how this movie is the road that like the journey that you go on for this movie. And like, I really like all the characters. Yeah. Um, it has one of uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite actors. Um, and of course, I'm a piece of garbage and I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Oh my God, this is going to drive me uh, crazy. Ray, I really like him. Is, Ray, it, um, is it Voldemort? No, no, it's not Voldemort. Yeah, I, thought it was, I thought it was Voldemort. No, no, no. Uzama? It, no, it's uh, Jesus Christ. What the hell is his name? He's the character actor. Character actor uh, in everything. Paul He's, Adelson. No, no, I know exactly what Beast. you are doing. Nicholas Holt? No. Beast from X Men? Arturo Castro. Oh my God. Who are you am talking I, about, Devin? Am I broken? Am I broken? Uh, Paul, the guy. Who's your favorite actor? Tanya <laughs> <I know. laughs> Taylor Joy. The, the guy. The guy who was. Uh, he was with the food critic. What the hell is his name? Oh, him. I don't know. Rob Yang. That wasn't. uh... He was like the sycophantic guy. He was always like the yes man to her, right? Yes. And let us know. I'm legit going through this cast. No, that wasn't Stanley Tucci in that movie? No, no. That wasn't Stanley Tucci. That was not Stanley Tucci. Never mind. Fucking disrespect. I'm a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit, dude. I thought that I was Stanley Tucci. I watched that movie and I was like, Stanley Tucci was so good in that movie. Oh Oh my God. Kevin. Never mind. mind. I think. Nicholas Holt as Tyler. Is- no, Nicholas Holt was great in this movie, but yeah, I I was on, like, I, was, I watched it. I was like, wow, Stanley Tucci's really good in this movie. <laughs> Biggest surprise. Stanley Tucci wasn't in the menu, I guess. Um, you anyway. Mind, you mindless fucking robot. Like, you didn't. Jesus Christ. It's, Stan, it's Stanley Tucci, dude. I know. What the fuck Jeez, was it? Maybe it's Paul Addison. Yeah, man. You know what? It's Paul Adelstein. Stein. He's great in that movie. <laughs> yeah, but Paul if you look, if you look at his face and you make him bald, he looks like Stanley Tucci, and I will have nothing. I will have. I will hear nothing else. Yeah, so he looks nothing like Stanley. Tucci. He looks yeah, exactly like Tanley, Stanley. Stanley Tucci. I just want to go out on a limb and say that Stanley. Stanley Tucci. He looks like that's a stage name. That's a stage name. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, let me let me get back on track here. Uh, yes. g- great performances, even though I didn't know who the actors were. Uh, Nicholas Holt is objectively great in this movie as well. Um, great there, is, there is a yeah. Uh, Ralph Fiennes is amazing in it as well. It's Ralph Fiennes, actually. Is it Ralph? Ralph? Yeah, it's Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, but Ralph. They, no, no, he, he, he says it is Ralph. It's Ralph. Yeah. Oh, Rafe. I'm sorry. Yeah, sit I'm sorry. down, you fucking drone. You said Ray, like a, he was a fucking Ghostbuster. Sorry. I said Ray earlier because I was trying to remember his name, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, Devin's batting zero right now. On uh, yeah, you know, fuck it. Fine. All right, new. I'm done. Go. Tanya. Tanya. <laughs> done. Tanya Laylor Joy. Yeah, go. I don't care. Tanya Laylor Joy. Gambit was my favorite actor in that. Man, I am like shook. I am really shook. I can't believe you disrespect the goat. 
Stanley Tucci like this. You now have to take Stanley Tucci's award away from him. You gave it to him. You're gonna have to moonlight him. God. Well, I didn't. I didn't give it to him. The fuck? He's holding it right now in the audience. Tucci, Devin. (laughs) I invited him up there, and he's like, "Why am I here?" And I was like, "Yeah, because you were in the menu. You were in the menu." No, I wasn't. Yeah, I would have had one of those horrible, embarrassing moments where I'd be like, "I loved you in the menu." He was like, "I wasn't in that." You get before you go to a signing and you try to get him to sign a copy. (laughs) Psychon Blu-ray of the movie. I wasn't in this movie. Before we move on, I do like uh, Hong Chow, who's in this. Is the um, there's the Asian woman that was in uh, Watchmen, the TV show. She was also phenomenal in this. I really liked her role as the hostess. Are you sure it was actually her in this movie? Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. I I have. I have eyes. You put uh, Stanley Tucci in a balding wig. That's 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 him. No, that's him. <laughs> that's a I, I, dude, I'm looking right at his face, and I can. I'm like, oh, I know why I was confused. Nope, I don't. It's insane. That is insane <laughs> to me. I do not. Well, he's great. Paul's great in this movie. <laughs> well, he's I guess very Stanley wonderful. Tucci, in this Stanley movie. Tucci is so good that <laughs> he, you thought he was in this movie, and you yeah. said your he's, favorite. Eric, he's Eric wonderful Rogers. in this movie. <laughs> Well, oh, listen, Adelson's he's a great very... character actor, too, because <laughs> I've never seen him in anything else. Well, Adelson, uh, avid listener of Anti-Fanboy, is going to be very upset oh, with you, Devin. Dude, he's putting a hole Devin, in Devin, your, uh, your penance is to fucking do, um, you should watch Big Night. Actually, you should watch that with Jenny. I think she, if with she has Big Night? It. Yeah, it's the Stanley Tucci, uh, it's the, a real Stanley Tucci. Oh, I'm not a fan movie. of Stanley Tucci. I'm a fan of Paul Adelstein. <laughs> oh, excuse yeah, me. Right. Jesus right. Christ, John. Come on. Oh, Paul Adelstein God. playing Stanley Tucci, playing somebody else in the menu. <laughs> what about Tony Shalhoub? Do you like Tony Shalhoub? Ooh, I'm a big Tony Shalhoub guy, actually. You should watch this movie. You terrible should watch splinter. it. It's really good. Wait, you don't like Tony Shalhoub, Chris? He's a terrible splinter. Oh, okay. He's splinter? Yeah. Listen, Chris, Chris, if you want to... be a pretty good... Wait, listen, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this right now. If you if you feel like you don't respect Tony Shalhoub as an actor, watch Miss Maisel. Yeah, watch, no, no, like, actually, he's, he's so... Incredible. No, like, he's I'm great. like, he he's should be awarded and he should win every season. Did he win any awards for that? I no. think he's... I think he... He, he it, had to. It's he a fucking crime if he hasn't. He's yeah, he so good in that show. He had to. Yeah. I like Tony Schlub. I just don't think he should have been Splinter. That's <laughs> no, I mean, come on. <laughs> That's Chris, Chris That's are you trying thing. to like goad somebody into disagreeing with that take? I, I Maybe. I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> sure. Wait, who is, wait, where was he Splinter? Was it in the Michael in, Bay? Yeah, in the Michael Bay movie. That Bay movie doesn't count. Come on. Yeah, man. that's like, that's a blip. Come on. <laughs> uh, that, doesn't, that shit doesn't count. Except for the elevator scene. That's the only scene that counts in that movie. Mm. Okay. Where he's like, MC like, Mikey. You that. said elevator scene? No, 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 no. It's not. It's, first of all, War. not the Michael Bay movie. It's the oh, animated okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Oh, the animated one with Sarah the Michelle Gellar the C- April? Oh, the, the, the CGI. One. The one with Buffy yes. is it MNT. Was that Buffy? Really? Wow. Huh. Huh. I think it was, right? Wasn't she in that? Man, we are getting we are getting so confused yeah. here. We're in the all right, so anyway, my <laughs> best surprise of the year, which we'll probably talk about a few times, so I won't go into super detail. Well, there's a little movie called RRR. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but it's a great <laughs> movie. And one of my faves. Might be one of my faves of all time. I'll, I'll, I'll revisit this in a few years and see if it's still up there. 
I, I you know, I heard about this in the, in the beginning of the year and it was just like, I, well, I have to watch it because I, I hear all that big it is. And man, it, it was it exceeded expectations. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I was trying to like, like, again, I'll talk, we'll talk about this later, but like, I was trying to like recall when I had the same f- types of feelings about a movie after watching it for a first time. And the, the last one I could think about was probably the first John Wick movie. Like, mm. like watching it and then like at the end, just becoming obsessed and like, I'll fucking, I'll die for this movie. Like I'll die fighting for this movie <laughs> for, for the rest of my life. Like that kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's so cool yeah. when it came out of, out of Tollywood too. Like that's, Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. so rare. You hear a lot about Bollywood films, but like the Tollywood scene is just as big. Dude. I, I don't know, man. I went on a like a Korean cinema binge after Parasite. Am yeah, I gonna go too. on a Tollywood binge now? Like, Fuck yeah, dude! Is that is that what's go- is that what's happening? Watch some Rajah Mooli sh- movies, man. He's great. Man, I just want to watch. I want to watch every. I want them those three, the director and those two actors, to do every movie that I watch from now on. I want them to do everything together. That's all I want. They're you know. We will definitely we will definitely touch on that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I don't, yeah, we don't have to talk about Hollywood. But yeah, movies. like in terms of best surprise, I didn't really know what the movie was until Chris put it on at his house, and um, it was so good that I finished it that night, and then I watched it again the next day, and then I watched it again a few days later. Really? You oh, yeah, man. I watched it three times in the first week. Oh, yeah, it's very much like John, the first time I watched John Wick. Like we watched so a huge like, chunk at Chris's, and then like later yeah, but also day, like I, I was like the same thing. Where I was, I was like, like I juggling the, the baby with this. Sam the whole time at Chris's, so I wasn't really mm. like. That's why I wanted to watch it again, right? And then you know, so, but man, that's a movie right there. If you, that's okay. yeah, I'll be honest. Triple uh, R. The only reason it wasn't like a big surprise is just because like I've had people basically yelling at me to watch it since it came out on netflix and i'm like did i did i not yell at you guys enough you did you did I but like you I talked about it but thing, i don't think though. you yelled you didn't yell at i didn't yell i didn't yell you yelled yeah. about everything everywhere all at once that's you true. yelled about that movie that's well true. so i think when chris had the moment he 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 seized it where he's just like oh people are here i'm putting it on yeah <laughs> which is like what you need to do i think that movie specifically you have to do that to oh, like people yeah, I agree. Like, give him a little taste and then let him let him roll. Like, I was oh, fucking I was okay. screaming in my house later that night, finishing that movie. Like, <laughs> literally, yeah. What I was saying was like one of my one of a, my disappointments of the year was that after watching this movie, was that I didn't get to watch it in the theater. But phew, Devin, that dude from the fucking viral slap video, that would have been your fucking face. If, <laughs> if we watch this movie in a theater together. Do I, I get a championship so belt? Yeah. <laughs> why can't he, why can't the he entire slap? side of your face would have been completely swollen. Why can't he slap? Filled with pop. <laughs> Look at that. Look at what he's he slapping him. Yeah, people don't get it. Like, don't don't actually understand. Like the people that have never watched the movie with me is like when things get hype, I get You get violent? You get it violent. Gets well, pretty violent. violent. Yeah, remember like, remember Winter get... Soldier? Winter Soldier was yeah. really oh, I love... I mean yeah, that's what like, that's part I, of the I whole. Know, I don't know if your leg was sore, but I was really punching. The shit you out were of your punching leg. and slapping like Devin's knee that entire film. Yeah, the, the passion 
and also the upset when you threw oh, your hat and Man of Steel. I thought you meant the oh, yeah, of the Christ. He was punching Devin. You should have the Jesus. Did you see the portion? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, they're ripping him. Yeah, I forgot. I tried to block Man of Steel out of my head, but. I'll just John, never you forget probably, you tossing your hat yeah, at the your hat. Yeah, You really could probably just hire John to sit next. Like you could hire John to sit next to you to make your movie experience memorable. Yeah, he's uh, John. What's the you most would be... memorable experience for you, Devin? Was it Fan Four Stick? That's one of my. <laughs> I feel like John. Actually, one be... of my favorite memories of going to movies with you, Devin, was seeing Amazing Spider-Man too, and watching your. Oh my god! Watching your entire life, <laughs> Yo, cripple, Devin melting before me. Yeah, like yeah, that I've was bad, seen, dude. I've never seen somebody just John, completely. I feel like they would they would hire you as like a, an audience and like a person a person like a permanent audience member for infectious laughter because I feel um, like to try and get it going. You audience would, hype you man. Would, yeah, yeah, you would be an audience hype man. I'd be one of those way. guys that Microsoft uh hired to go to E3. Yes. To, mm. to cheer <laughs> when thing when when things happened. My my go-to John experience is still going to be the uh, the Dark Knight. Because the beginning of that movie, when we were just discussing other superhero movies, oh, yeah, and Blade Two. We started talking about Blade Two, and like even that dude behind you was like, "Hell yeah, Blade Two. No, Hell yeah, Blade like, Two. Yeah, because like I was just like, "Well, okay, so this movie's probably gonna be pretty good, but there's no way it tops Blade Two. And then somebody <laughs> behind or somebody in front of us was like, "Are you serious, Blade Two? And right, then somebody yeah. behind us was like, "Fuck yeah, the suplex, and yeah, we yeah, Blade Two suplex." Blood suplex, man. They knew it. They were on our level, man. They were on our wavelength. <laughs> that one dude in front of us totally ate it on that one. Oh yeah, he ate shit. He, <laughs> he ate it ours. Well, I hope. Yeah. I hope he didn't like the Dark Knight. I hope he he oh, went man. home. He probably just went home. Didn't he stay in the theater? Fuck this shit. I got. I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. How long do I gotta wait for the Snyderverse? Damn, ten years. <laughs> Whatever. Come on. <laughs> Fine. I'll be patient. Oh, can I just say can I just say one super quick thing about the menu? Because this was the actual surprise of the menu for me. Okay. Was I saw Glass Onion in theaters. I saw that like a day later. I had one of those, like, oh, we'll see a movie. This I like the menu more. Like that I was so shocked. I was so like smitten with with the menu. And I and I saw Glass onion. I was like, you know what? Gun to my head. I think I like the menu more. I'll tell uh, you what. What glass shot. onion? Why right it away. failed? Because it explained every joke that was in the movie. They over-explained it, uh, and I don't understand why. It, they didn't let it become its own. Yeah, dude. I don't know what that is. That's annoying when that I happens. That, why he did that? Brian Johnson. I'll get it. That's how, anyway. that's how the joke. That's how the jokes are in the Last of Us TV show. They just a little bit. Yeah. Explain all the all, jokes. all the comedy. <laughs> They're baby not funny yet. They're not funny baby girl, yet. you understand my joke, baby girl. <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> baby girl. <laughs> Isn't this funny? <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, girl, so you CDs. Sorry. We, we got uh we got Steve's best surprise. Steve, yes. what, what did you pick? Uh my best surprise of 2022 is a little film called Barbarian. And Barbarian is a film that is filled with surprises. Mm-hmm. But um this movie goes a lot of places. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because, you know, I do recommend it. It is on HBO plus or max, whatever this service is. Um, but uh, just in general, like from the start of this movie, uh, you are just like completely enraptured and it just takes you so many places. 
like this is a movie that is filled with surprises so i think this movie deserves best surprise so that's why i gave it to it so yeah i think uh i think there are there's a surprise joke in this that probably made me laugh more than anything else in any mm. other movie <laughs> that's year. one of the best moments of the year honestly oh, i love God. that moment oh it's phenomenal <laughs> um and it's scary and mm-hmm. just generally like couldn't have happened to a worse person too yes like, that scenario oh, yeah. is always fun in a horror movie um yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, this this was a close second for me. I feel like I was juggling the rehearsal and Barbarian. They're both phenomenal surprises, really. But yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's move it along to the next category: biggest crush. Biggest crush. Okay, I'm I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, Lalo Salamanca is my biggest crush of the year. Um, I I think this guy is so charismatic. He's like the polar opposite of every other Salamanca in the mm. Breaking Bad universe. He's just weirdly like charismatic and uh, funny and mm-hmm. personable, but he is a pure cold blooded killer. And God, if if I don't think anybody else could have really done that role like this guy. I I don't know the actor's name. I should. Tony Dalton. Tony uh, Dalton. Stanley Tucci. I believe. <laughs> yeah, Tucci. Tucci. Uh, you can tell me that guy's not Stanley Tucci. <laughs> Man, what does Stanley Tucci look like? He's such a good character actor. He He's a very good character actor. He appears um, in all these roles. I feel like there is a very there's a huge moment that Lalo is a part of um, by far the most shocking moment, maybe in the breaking bad universe. I would say um, there is a scene in particular that I'm talking about that stick is still stuck to my bones uh, that I'll never forget. And um, I don't, should I spoil it? I mean, we, the show's over, but I, the death of Howard Hamlin is just so. Oh yeah. Oh god, it's shocking and and fucking scary and sad and ah oh, goddamn. Maybe one of my favorite moments of the year. Um, goddamn, it's just a, a phenomenal scene, and I don't think anybody but Tony Dalton or Dalton, whatever his name is, uh, could really pull it off but him. And mm-hmm. that's why I think Lalo is my biggest crush. I, I fell in love with this guy, how evil he was and how just personable too. He's a really phenomenal character. Nice. Love that. Good choice. Uh, how about you, Devin? Yeah, I can go. Uh, <laughs> listen, it's no secret. Uh, when the movie Prey came out, I was, uh, I was on the Amber Mid Thunder train pretty, pretty aggressively. And I was like, you know what? I like her lips. I like it. And I, I had that whole thing. We had that whole conversation. <laughs> and uh, she is just, uh, she's a peach. She's wonderful. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. She's very fun. She's very charismatic. You know, just like her normal interviews are, you know, pretty enjoyable. Um, and I think she turns out a, a wonderful performance in the movie Prey. And, um, as as the as the proto Arnold Schwarzenegger role, it's kind of surprising and interesting and different. 
Yeah. In this Predator movie and uh or Prey. And I, I agree. She was she was phenomenal in this role. Yeah. She carried the she movie. really was great. Mm. Yeah. So that's it. That's for me. Shout outs to Amber Mid Thunder. Nice. Congrats, Amber. Uh how about, how about you, John? Uh who did you choose as your biggest crush for twenty twenty two? I chose somebody I wasn't really I wasn't really crazy about the casting of Joanna Constantine, Con, uh, Constantine, I guess you got to say, because that's how they say it. I hate weird. that, to be fair. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a licensing thing or whatever. It's the Mako or um, <laughs> 2022. Symbiote. Oh. Symbiote. Oh, God. Oh, that's a new uh, category. No, I, I've, read, I've read somewhere that it's like a licensing thing because of Constantine. <sighs> Somebody so else owns the rights to it or something, so they have to say it different. Of course. Which is stupid because it's... Well, technically, it's uh, it's Alan Moore's character, but you know, I don't know. Anyway, it's the uh, the version of John Constantine that they chose to have in um, the Sandman TV adaptation. Um, that cool. easily could have been my best surprise too. The cool, Sandman. cool uh, little change there. Cool little gender. Yeah, stuff. I mean, technically, yeah. technically. I mean, they, they showed her in the, like, in the pat in, like, the 18th century or whatever it was, which there, there was a Lady Joanna Constant, Constantine in the comic. Yeah. Um, in that, in that part of the comic. But they, I guess the, instead of descending into John Constantine, they, it was Joanna Constantine again as the present day, um, occult, whatever, whatever, whatever John Constantine. Constantine is. Well, what would you describe him as? Like a fucking occult dude, like wizard, wizard guy, justice, yeah. League Sor- sorcerer, sorcerer, sorcerer. I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that that makes more sense. But yeah, I mean, I feel like they, if they could, if they wanted to do a spinoff, they could do a spent total spinoff with her as as doing Hellblazer stuff. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, they probably won't, but you know. They have the option and she was and it's fucking it's Jenna Coleman who is who's always a crush and everything that she does. Mm. Uh she was Clara in Doctor Who. The Dalek. The oh, that was the, that was where I fell off, I think. Yeah, right, yeah, right after that, right before off, that. Yeah. yeah. She's great. She was a good character on the on the sh- on Doctor Who as well. Good casting well, on Sandman yeah. though. She, mm-hmm. she really was great there. Casting was pretty much on point on the show on the show. I agree. I would say. I agree. So excited for season two, which is going to break the budget, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean Netflix, right? Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Netflix yeah, they're is. Gonna go, they're going to go bankrupt doing season of Miss. That's cool. Oh, they're they're happen. they're cracking down on um, passwords and they're taking a bunch more money from people, so they'll have a big budget. Oh yeah, no, yeah, or they might lose money. I don't. I don't know. Seems like they might lose money. But yeah, yeah, that was, that's my crush. All right. So uh, I'm going to tell you my crush. And I chose Tori Nichols from Cobra Kai, uh, which had strangely two seasons come out basically yeah. in 2020. Once in January and I think once in what, October. Yes. Something like um, that. And uh, let me just say it. Every time I watch this show, I'm like, why? Why is this? Why is this even like a love triangle? What is going on here? Come on, Tori is so much better than um, 
the uh, LaRusso. Uh, Sam? Not yeah. Sam? Sam fan? Spawn of LaRusso? Come on. Come on. I'm like, come on. What even? What even? What even? And I <laughs> wanted to give a little love to Cobra Kai this year for, you know, putting, I out, think, putting out two I think this year. She's, uh, I think she's multi-crush award winner, I think. I think so. I think so. Uh, Tori Nichols. Yeah. Should we just change this the person I want to spit in their mouth the most award? God. Is that? No. Mm. No? no? Is that too much? <laughs> too much, man. Mm-mm-mm. Chris doesn't want to spit in Sal- Lalo Salamanca's mouth. Oh, no, well, actually. Lalo would spit in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen. I'm just saying somebody's spitting in somebody's mouth. Is spit's going to be swapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. So okay. congrats. 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 Have you take your awards. You filth guys. We're moving on to the category fire team of the year. And it looks Ooh. like, I think we all kind of picked the same thing here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we Devin, all pick first. Oh, oh yeah. Wait. Devin goes. We all go at the same time. We all go the same yeah. Uh, you know what's actually funny is I picked Anonymous. this. I was so, so Chris, how would you say we watched what? 40% of the movie? 30% actually, of the movie? I think we were solidly, if we got to that point. No, yeah, 40%. I think that's fair. I watched 40% and I was, I didn't even finish the movie and I was like, this is the fire team of the year. Oh, I didn't I even did. watch oh the God, whole movie. Oh my God, that took me so long, Devin. I thought oh, you chose something different. Devin's original fire team of the year was uh, was Jeffrey Dahmer and the Milwaukee. Oh my goodness. We all did choose the team. Yeah, that's yeah, like, I'll go yeah. first, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Wait, is that my the bad. only unanimous that we have uh, for this? For, no, no, for in every. I think for everything, we, that's the only um, thing. Yes, uh, yes, it is. No, no, no. Most anticipated is also unanimous. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, we could deny it. that. So yeah. we're back to talking about the film RRR. Yeah. Uh, Ram I mean, and Beam. What, what kind of film would it be without these two guys, right? They are the heart would, and soul. What would, movies, and water. What, would the, what would the movie industry be without these two guys <laughs> name Where? a more iconic duo i can't i honestly can't name a more iconic duo at this point i think they've become the best duo they're like the i've seen on screen i don't know about you guys this is peanut butter and jelly the movie yeah yeah I it know. really is i want to get the the names right it's ram sharan and nt ram jr yeah the actors names yeah jr. yeah mm-hmm. fantastic charisma and just you know the the, the heart between these oh, yeah. two Chem- the on the on-screen chemistry the on romance it's incredible a, it's more than a bromance even yeah it's yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah it's definitely more than a bromance uh no every scene where they are asked to do something whether it's dancing whether it's trying to woo a woman fight together fight each other break out of a thing break into a thing it's they are truly lesser separate you know uh they are just it's i I, yeah there's not even a close second what even would be the close second what better do for fire team uh uh it could like the stranger things kids i don't know maybe but 
know? Yeah, yeah exactly. It, that's mm. basically what we're the point is though, I right? Mean, it could is, be it could be um um the fire uh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's hard to pick uh, anything else than this because we we knew when we saw it, like Devin said, but then forty percent of the film, an hour, maybe an hour and a half into it, we I was gonna say, what about we the dysfunction the dysfunctional family from everything everywhere all the time? <laughs> I would not say I would. I would no, I wouldn't that. say that really. No, nah, um, yeah. I mean that. Yeah. What else would it be? Yeah. It wouldn't really be. Yeah. I wasn't even halfway through the movie and I was like, this is it. This is it. And then I finished it, it and I was like, I, I wasn't even halfway confident. through the movie and I was like, this is it forever. Nothing. Will top. <laughs> yeah. No, no fire team will top this in movies. I don't so we're going to change the name of the top, the, the, the category to the rum and beam. The R R R R R R fire. The rum and beam dream team of the year. Dream team, dream team. Like we, we joke, oh, but man. like that that really does feel like it's like it's so hard of a of a. They're they're, unfor- they're unforgettable. They're literally yeah. unforgettable. I want to wear t shirts with their faces on it. Like that's, I want posters of them. I want a t shirt of them on each other's shoulders. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like, what I. What did you like, do? Th- think about that though for a second. Like that scene in general. I have my hands and I literally have my hands raised in the air right now. You say that scene. There's so many. No, but I mean, that scene, the the actual fucking shake and bake scene where where he's on his shoulders. Mm. The entire time he's on his shoulders. And it's like, oh, is this just a funny gimmick? No. This is how they're taking out the entire fucking army right now. Right. <laughs> like, like this isn't like a momentary thing. It, this no. is like a momentary stunt. Yeah, it's it like, wasn't an Easter egg or a little fucking like a little like. Oh, that's you know, cute. A that's salute. a callback to earlier. No, they're fucking. Yeah, they're literally. Yeah, it's, it's literally payoff. a callback. It's a full to payoff for earlier. <laughs> full, full payoff. Like <laughs> they went through the entire scene. Oh my god. Oh man, I can't. I can't. These two like. <laughs> I can't even like describe. They're oh, lovely. They're awesome. Passion. Folks, so if, you, if you haven't seen it by now, fucking watch it. It's on Netflix. It's worth it's on Netflix. fucking time. Yeah, man. it's like it's really like it's hard to like talk about the movie because it's just filled with incredible moments that like you don't like you say one thing and then you think of another one and then you think of another one. Yeah. This is like a movie you could like it's watch on. with anybody. Cuz it's got yeah. action, it's got romance, it's got like Fun, like, like remember, numbers, guys, remember, numbers. remember when I had my birthday at the movie theater and I showed yes. my two favorite movies, mm-hmm. which was Drive and Shaun of the Dead. Yes. This, this, if I if I were to do that again, RR would be one of the movies that I showed. It would just be like, twice. We watched it, was, yeah, it would be RR twice. Like, <laughs> this is the movie I would just I would show at my my birthday in a movie theater. Like, oh, so, you know what? That's that's what it is now. But so it's, we, a, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a nightmare birthday because the second time we watch it, we do the memento version of it where we no. reverse the film. So it's two best friends who just get really mad at each other. <laughs> no. So so you want to hear uh, something kind of adorable? Apparently, the two actors have been friends for more than twenty years. Oh, you oh, son yeah. of, a oh. of course they have. Of course, of course they why have. wouldn't why wouldn't they have been? Well, like, I mean, because that would ru- that would crush me if they like didn't like each other. No, yeah, because yeah, that that crossed my mind, Devin. Because you hear about that all the time. Yeah, how like th- how actors on on set are completely different. They like even if like they weren't, even if they were cool, like cool with each other. But if they weren't fucking best friends in real life, like it would break my heart. Heartbreak. Like, would he spit on Chris Pine's phone? At the premiere of oh, RRR, God. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Oh man, I love I love them. I don't know I don't know how else to describe uh, 
my love for these two characters, but I just love them both dearly. Somebody asked me who my favorite was, and I'm like, both you of can't them? Pick. Uh, you can't. Yeah, you go back and forth. You really kind of do. Yeah, like, I can't pick. I love, Where would we be with, with fire without water and water without exactly. fire? Exactly. If, if neither, if one of them wasn't in the movie, it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the movie at all. So, Who's the better singer, though? Ooh. Who's the better dancer? Who's the better be, dancer? Because it's gotta be Bean, uh, dude. Rom, because Rom threw. He threw. Rom threw it. I, I gotta give it to Rom in that. Do you right? think? Do you think Rom would have would have actually taken him to distance for real? I think so. They would have been there yeah. for days. Let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's not get it twisted. It's like that. It would have like been the there ending, for days. It's the ending of Rocky Three, where we're never gonna know who won that fight oh, because yeah. they both the did. door. The door is closed. <laughs> Just it's beams until Beam's son meets yeah, Rom like, at the no, restaurant exactly. that he owns. Like that's that's who I that was that's what it threw back threw it back for to me. It was it was Rocky and Apollo. Yeah, like that's, a good, that's a good combo. Yeah. I mean, like like who can beat those two when they join forces? And you know, also, Drago can kill one of them, I guess. <laughs> then, these guys are. It's really cool because I see all, all the pictures I see with them in it. Like they're not afraid of like physical affection either. Yeah, like, and that's like, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's dude. really nice to see that. It's really cool to to see people that are see those guys that are completely comfortable with each other that much that they don't even you don't even think about it. It's not even a thing. Yeah, that's nice. That's something we could take. We could take as Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. Take yeah, on. man, I love it. I wish. I hope we see more movies like that. It's we should. Two best we really friends. should. Two best friends being best friends. That's all. And bad. doing dope shit with each other. Yeah, doing and fighting dope, dope the shit. English. <laughs> I'm all for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, that movie really was not a fan. It of it jarred the it jarred the, the American patriot in me. Like you gotta fight those English, man. They're always the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's right. They're way. They're super bad too. Cool. <laughs> You know, I heard uh, that was the last film that Queen Elizabeth saw. Good. Oh, man. <laughs> and then she keeled over. She <laughs> tried to do the. She tried we, to do the nacho last, dance. Last I can't she believe to do it. The, I can do that dance. Are we give it a shot. That Queen Elizabeth had that conversation about the cost of a bullet before. <laughs> we all know that's real. Like comes to real life. She's used to it. Um, Got him. All right, so uh, let's move on. Let's go to best character of 2022. And it looks like we have both Devin and John picking the same character, guys. Why don't you go, why don't you go first? Yeah. This is a good one. This is yeah, a good I one. Mean, These are yeah, all good I mean, ones. It's, it's Tim, it's Tim <laughs> Lucas. Pick. Tim Lucas is our Congrats, best Tim. Congrats, Tim. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> I mean, it, what, what you say? It's Eddie Munson. So, yeah, Wait, I mean. Does he, does he beat out Bob for you now? Fuck. Devin? No. No. If you had to pick one. <laughs> Bob. I don't Bob, want Bob. Wait, Bob wait. Well, what, what, what's the – who do I want to survive? Spoilers? No, like who's who's your – who do you – who who's a better character? Fuck. It's Bob. I think Eddie's me. the better character, but Bob's the one who I wish I could bring Bob back. Bob is the one you die I for. wish I could save Devin, Bob. do you remember that scene where you talk about Mr. Mom? Come on, dude. Yeah, I know. Bob <laughs> Bob had the more noble death, in my opinion. Yeah, it, I mean Eddie's Eddie's. Is, anyway, point I don't being, know, man. Eddie played <sighs> Master of Puppets on top of no, no, no. Sisters. It was it was cool, but 
He didn't really need to be there. He could have just okay. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this because because like the That's scene. True. So John, you can tell me what scene made you fall in love with Eddie. But the scene that made me fall in love with Eddie was when he's. Meeting, he meets up with Christy. Yeah, that Christy. was that, yeah, Christy. Yeah, that was scene that is, yeah. that scene is so scene. good. And I was like, wow, yeah. this guy's like a real because he's, he's kind of he's he kind comes of like, across like real weird when you first meet well, him because he's the fucking dungeon master actually through, I, for the I, whole time up to that point. I would pick personally, I would pick him meeting Steve and talking with him. Yeah, well, that one's great too. I fucking love that. I I yeah, that's like, the one I remember the more. Up until up until his his meeting with Chrissy, he was literally he was just the dungeon master that was not really sure of if he's He was kind of like a master. bully almost. Like it was weird yeah. because like with with the sister, he was cool with Very it, but he's like too. whatever, no girls allowed. Okay, it's fine. Crazy. And he's down. He's down for it, but the Chrissy things where you see him a little bit more vulnerable takes, right because yeah, edge off he ta- he's just he's completely he takes he takes his mask off and he's just him and it's like that was gonna say that that was gonna say that was the moment where i fell in love with Eddie. that's where yeah. they that's where they stranger things his character where it's like yeah. this character who like is a standard archetype uh gets fleshed out and you're like oh like you know exactly what, what happened with steve where it's like steve was like the bully perfect boyfriend and then he ended up becoming like you know the one of the best characters of that show yeah, and uh, this is also a show that is famous for bringing out amazing secondary characters, like super memorable, mm-hmm. likable or not. Like, I mean, you know, I know, I know. Um, oh God, what the hell's his name? The bully brother. Like, I know he's not like likable, but he's still like a cool character, right? He's still oh, memorable. Billy. Yeah, Bill. Thank you, Billy. Uh, like he's awesome. Billy's awesome, I, but like, I love Billy. you know, Billy's a piece of shit, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this show, Eddie's a standout in a show f- that is specializes in. We're gonna bring this character, and you're gonna get really invested in them, like, mm-hmm, hey, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, at the end of the day, I, I mean, like, I, I I respect the other choices on here. I really, really do, especially Chris's. Um, but like, Eddie's just like, just you know. You, you were watching it. We're all like, "Oh man!" And then it, you know it happens, and you're like, "We knew, we knew." You know, you, you knew fucking you happen. salute, yeah. you salute the the screen as it's happening, right? <laughs> you're like, "God fucking speed, Eddie Munson, you're the best." Um, so yeah, I mean, that's certainly my take, John. I'm not sure yeah, if you want anything else. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like that the aftermath of 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 his character with the interaction with his uncle and um. Oh God, that was yeah. that was rough it was pretty, too. It's pretty. It was pretty heart wrenching to watch that yeah. because, like, it's it's really it's kind of sad for his character because he went out with the entire world thinking that he was a murderer. Still, yeah. so it's like right. it's really it's actually kind of sad and tragic in that sense. And like you know, no matter what the 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 Scooby Gang can 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 do about saving his character it's not gonna really matter right and that that's one of the reasons why like you kind of know that like you could tell that he was gonna die because how you how do you come back from that like, yeah the town just not gonna believe that anymore like <laughs> she died in your trailer like while you were there like yeah so i don't know it's heartbreaking that's <laughs> scene, really heartbreaking that's that scene also made the the writers really regret that they had to kill off chrissy they were like, uh, oh, because they were like, this scene is so good. And they're like, yeah. fuck. 
it's so, no, but they, like the fact that they did that that yeah. was what like made Works that even season better. so good where it's like yeah. oh you know what nobody well not nobody's safe um but but this this is a real threat this yeah oh, this yeah. is yeah. we're going hardcore real. this season like we're not like yeah they're not gonna they're gonna they're not screen. gonna puff it they're not gonna puff it up and like you know make it seem like like anybody can fucking die a, a cheerleader a, a high school cheerleader like was snapped like a twig in front of the audience's eyes hmm. ah man Eddie, good show. Great choice. I was actually going to pick Eddie myself, um, but I wanted to give a little love to another show that came out this year, uh, and that was Peacemaker, and I chose Vigilante. Um, And I feel like, you know, if we didn't have Ramen Beam, I think uh, Peacemaker and uh, Vigilante would have been a very good uh, choice for Fireteam as well. But uh, I just think in general, just like, you know, this character is like, you know, they're not likable characters, but also they're likable. It's weird. It's weird to say that where it's like, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of trash, but also they're very likable. And Steve, like, I'll, I'll tell you the moment that I fell in love with vigilante. And that was when he tapped peacemaker on the shoulder. And he's like, Hey buddy, why don't you let me do that? You know, mm-hmm. the, the sniper yeah, yeah. rifle. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that is like, Oh, that is phenomenal and you know what it kind of parallels it mm. kind of parallels captain america and winter soldiers relationship oh one thousand percent you know yes. like in the comics specifically where mm-hmm. winter soldier was going in or bucky was going in it's and like, like doing, bucky yeah yeah like he was going in doing the wet work and cutting people's throats and cap was kind of looking good the whole time like mm-hmm. man that nailed that 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 relationship so yeah well. so, yes. almost better than captain america winter soldier you know yes Maybe better, maybe better, you know. And you know what else is awesome is that he was a replacement. The we actor, repla- yeah, he replaced the original actor. He uh, did so good then. Like, yeah, that's his folks. yeah. I, I can't remember why. I don't know if it was just like I, I really don't. I, I haven't. It's been a while, but like, yeah, he just kind of. Yeah, just it, I don't know. Maybe he was a jerk off. Who knows? But yeah, uh, Peter Stroma, I think, is the actor. He he went in and replaced him and took it to a whole nother level. Yeah, that's right. Because he had to reshoot like all of his scenes, and because it was kind of they were kind of like halfway through the season or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, Good I don't know. Great, 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 great character though. Great character. Sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now, Chris, how about yourself? You know, it's funny. I, I really, I looked over all of our picks and, you know, we all kind of picked like the failures. Yes, <laughs> we kind of did. That's you what know, makes them fun. That's what makes them great, right? Like the people that, that, that all the characters are kind of looking down on and then they come out of nowhere and they kind of present themselves as being almost the, the soul of their perspective, you know, media, whatever that be stranger things or peacemaker. I chose uh Wayman Wang from everything everywhere all at once. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Which one though? Alphaverse or both. I gotta pick both. I think all, they're both all versus all versus even uh because I mean I, I'm not gonna lie, but my my pseudo favorite Wayman was the uh the Wan Kar Wai Wayman. Yeah, the, the movie star. Mm-hmm. Movie star uh, the uh, successful businessman. Business I got to say, that's that scene in particular is definitely a shout out to it's, Wong Kar Wai. 
yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. directing style. And th- what's cool about that is Wayman Wang, the actor who plays him, K. Uh, Hugh Kwan, was actually a, a, a assistant director to Wong Kar Wai. So it's wow. like this cool little metaphysical relationship that the characters have. And I, I ate that up um, with a spoon. It was fantastic. Wayman is a character, uh, well, I should say not the alpha verse, but the character that we're first introduced with as sort of um, a lackey, a, 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 like I said, a failure considering mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh's character and everything else that happens in the movie. He's kind of the one that's the most grounded in reality, the most like wanting to stay with the status quo, not He's understanding. Not... What's mm. up? Wayman Wang? Yeah, Wayman Wang. I don't know. Cause I think he's he's the one who kind of has like the, the fantasies. He has the fantasies, but he's desperately trying to keep the status quo of their relationship, the what the which I think is the core of the movie between him and his wife. Yeah, like he, you're right. He's he doesn't understand why his his wife is separating him from him and he doesn't understand why she doesn't dream anymore because I feel like that's where their relationship really started. Hey, wasn't he the one that filed for divorce though? He did. And I feel like that's the point. I feel like he gave up and he He was the one that was still stuck in that, in that relationship that was important to him. And he really clung on to it more than her, you know? Yeah. He realized that she, didn't care and it was almost it's almost like a cry for help in a way it wasn't that she didn't care it in Mm -hmm. my head it was she was the one forced to be stuck to reality exactly because she was like chained to this laundromat and like i shouldn't say of everything grounded as more as the person that wanted to stick with the past that wanted right. to, to to keep going with what he thought was a good relationship, and she didn't. And he she lo- she it. lost everything else trying to keep the finances and the laundromat up. Right, and like you know, he still had dreams of you know that uh, true romance and like right. doing yeah. things. And like you, you see him stop, and 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 she and, had to be the responsible the one. Couple looking looking at the old couple kissing right. each other and stuff. Like there's so much going on in this movie, yeah. and like you know, oh, know. We'll, we'll definitely talk about this more. But uh, but like, the true the true romantic of, yeah. Yeah. of the film yeah. is is Wayman Wang, and, and also just. There is just that moment when you kind of realize he's like, in a way, the glue. And it's just yeah. like, it kind of yeah. breaks your heart. And it kind of is just like, uh, and so, 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 so much of that is just the actor's performance, right? Yes. And, his, yeah. and like that, that story with him, like in real life, too. And you're just like, Oh, you're the fucking best. I've been I've been melting at all the um all the like, I rewatched it images very recently, and footage too, yeah. of Khan, um like uh, like running over to Brendan Fraser uh, after he won for the whale at the Golden Globes and like give him a big hug because like they were both an Encino man yeah, and like yeah. the photos of them uh, of him with uh, Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. yeah like, Harrison Ford Spielberg yeah, all like, that it's also fun it's it's just like you're like dang dude like this is awesome this is awesome to have this person like just like back because it seems like just like in general that like he's amazing and like. 
it kind of stinks that the world just kind of just like dropped Forgot. him off after like yeah. the 80s. But that's perfect for his character too. Like that's the no, metaphysical right. Right. element to it. Like we forgot about him like she did, like Michelle Yeoh's character did. Like we, it's, it's, it's so perfect in so many different realities <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and, and ours. Um, I just, I had to pick this guy. I, I it's had an excellent to- choice. I had to because it, it just it rang true in so many different ways. And not only that, but every scene where he reverts back to regular Wayman <laughs> and you yeah. hear you hear him in the background like, Oh my hand. Like, oh, why does my hand hurt? This is so heavy. <laughs> What's so heavy? Like, it made me laugh to tears in the theater when I saw this. This blew yeah. my mind. Um, you know he credits uh Crazy Rick's Asians for like giving him the the confidence to start getting back into Hollywood. Yeah. He said he saw that and he's like, Oh, there might be a place for me. That's and awesome. He was right. He's a talented actor, and I feel like this character is such an extension of him in a lot of ways. I loved it. I fell in love the moment I saw him. The moment he started whipping around his little fanny pack. A little fanny oh. pack fighting. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when he sits down in that chair and starts filling it with rocks from the aquarium. <laughs> I think the moment where he ate the chapstick, I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Yeah, man. Here we go. Yeah, like, this shit's going to get wild. Like, I can't wait. Yes. Um, yeah. Great character. Fantastic film. Um, definitely my best character of the year. Hands down. All right. So with that, we move on to moment of the year. We um, went musical split. this year. We went real musical yes, this year. We did yes, we did. And I kind of felt bad picking mine. I was going to pick yours. If I mean, yeah, I, I, don't feel bad. I don't feel bad in hindsight, but like just the fact that it was so like Dev and I both picked uh, the running up that hill scene in stranger things which is iconic now four, right to the point where it's like blasted ad nauseum on every platform that you could even think of like the i song. mean this was this was the song of the summer yeah so yeah maybe song of the year maybe if you probably think about it. Mm. i would say so i mean in popularity hands down yes. i mean people flock to the song in particular and, and like Kate just Bush. The, the song the song's great kate bush is great but like that the whole that scene was incredible phenomenal yeah that was like the i mean i don't know if like that was like one of like the peak moments of of the what i think is the best stranger things season the series in general yeah yeah i I feel like if you have a sadie sink reel that you're passing around to get her work this is the last (laughs) clip (laughs) we're seeing her in in a bunch of things now but i think she's gonna be in a lot of things a lot more yeah sadie sink it um, um it Mad this season of Stranger Things is so mean that like <laughs> yeah I'll it, say. Like, at no point was I like oh she's safe yes. like, yeah like, oh, yeah well, of course they can get rid of Max like what the dude, oh she my didn't even, yeah. she didn't even die in that scene I fuck I like I cry I cried twice I know, like, that I, know. Like, I was so, like it's Max. so emotional you can't get rid of Max yeah because like it's could... it's Max and at the same time like like the when she's flashing like you realize how 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 young they were in yeah. the first couple seasons exactly because like, when they when they do they use the real flashbacks and they're literal children and yeah, it's just like oh my god like we watch these kids grow up and then now she's gonna mm. fucking die to vecna like right <laughs> 
like, I think, oh my god, there's so and, much and just and, and like the you know the, the power of the memories and the music and like the escape is wonderful and just even the way that episode ends is like, oh yeah that yeah that, the, the whole that, group every awesome. the whole group like coming together because like it's it's Robin and um and Steve? Uh, what no um, Nancy. Nancy. Nancy, it's Robin and Nancy that figure it out, and then they call they call them on the right because they go to the um, tell they, them. That's the the episode with the uh, Robert England cameo, yeah, where they talk to Robert oh, yeah. England in the cell, yeah, because they they figure it out and then they tell them, and it's like <laughs> fucking season. split second. What? Yeah, it was so like it was so like intense, like everything up to that point. Yeah, because oh man, it's just it was so perfect. You know, and and to what Steve said too, because being her being unsafe, like you really kind of think she peaked, you know, her character arced completely. Well, with her brother, with, yeah. With and, and technically, she's yeah. very high off the ground in that scene. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, well, I was gonna point out how fucking I'm like how high she, she was like literally thirty feet off the ground. Like it was yeah. how did she survive the fall? But. <laughs> Call her, her friends John. called her, John. Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you wanted her to But yeah, die. you think... <laughs> you really think her character... Like you said, Chris, you really think her character arc peaked with Billy, and it's it yeah. was not even close. Like, that was yeah. just the... It could have. The, like, nobody Yeah, but would've. that was just the tip of the iceberg, because that... Like, the the stuff that she's going through in the in this in this season, at least just Max in general, yeah. in, just by herself, stuff she's going through is are very, is very real... Yes. Like those are very real, like mental health issues that yeah, kids, she, that yeah. she go through, and it's and like you, it's really interesting and and really neat that they are able to tie it into this sh- tie that kind of stuff into the show and make mm-hmm. it all mean something. Like, and if you really, go really if you cool. if, if you go a little deeper, even in like the 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 fright or the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street lore, like uh, I really like three night uh, Dream Warriors. Yeah, and and one of the big plot points of three was that uh, there was a, a rash of teen suicides, and they were all uh, Kruger. There were Freddy Krueger killing these kids, and weren't suicides, and that's kind of what she's dealing with too. Yeah, she's dealing well, yeah, with I mean, that she wanting yeah, she's, to die, uh, and because that's very those are very real thoughts that that these kids would go through. It's not, it's not necessarily actively wanting to harm yourself, but the, the fact that you go through the motions and you're, you're living a life where it's like, if a fucking truck hit me and I died today, like I wouldn't, it would be fine. Like I would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of, that, that type of, you know, mental state of, you know, of uh, somebody who's going through trauma is like, yeah. is very real. It's a very and- real thing. It doesn't have to be, Vecna and fucking upside down, like the like that's all like foils for for actual issues that these kids go through, and it's really, and, and it's really, you know it's really cool. with with the Nightmare on Elm Street that was a big problem in the eighties and nineties where there was a lot of teen suicides, and they used that and they kind of worked Freddie into that whole uh, problem that was a real problem that was going on. I can't believe you believed the propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) Government was covering up Freddy Krueger, baby. He's real. Uh, Oh God. I love this. scene. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is probably the, is that, is this the best scene of the series? You think like the best? (sighs) It's, it's like really, it's gotta be, it's in the conversation for sure. It's like top three, dude. I mean, like dude, at the end when they catch her and she's like, I'm still here. You're just like, like, again, knowing everything that happens, you know, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like I was like, I don't know. Like I was out of breath. Like I I couldn't even, Mm. you know, like it was very, man, it's so good. 
That Ugh. now me me and Steve pick something a little lighter. Just as dramatic, I think. Just as dramatic. Just as dramatic. Real, real trauma. Not as not as heavy though. I feel like it's uh, the, this running up the hill was was pretty pretty heavy, you know, in the, knowing she was going to die or, or not. But me and Steve picked the uh, the nacho 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 dance sequence. <laughs> the very least, much more gifable. R R R Ramen Beam, the Dream Team, dancing it up. Oof. And, and just dude, they didn't even phone it in. They didn't no. just like throw in. It wasn't like the end of Slumdog Millionaire where they just threw in a dance sequence. Like they went ham. They went hard as a motherfucker with this with with this dance scene. This I feel is like a scene this- so good. You could just sell suspenders off of it. <laughs> 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 I feel like, uh, this I think is a favorite to win an Academy Award too. I feel like this is gonna. What's gonna win? I think it's up for what best win. song or is it like best song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna it might get nominated for best film RRR, but like as far as best song goes, I feel like this is totally deserved uh, for an Academy Award. I feel like um, the scene is the best anything award. It's it's the the moment their friendship is solidified, but they're also mm. their 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 conflict is solidified. You know, like who they mm. really are and what they're what they're what they're sent there to do. In that in this plot, um, God damn, what a fun fucking scene! And it's the only real big dance number in the movie, too. Yeah, I think there's yeah. one at the end, but that's pretty it's much like one at the end. Yeah, pretty, one too, well, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. like classic Indian. That's cinema, the yeah, that's you know? the Slumdog ending, slum right? Dog millionaire ending. Uh, yeah, and it just cuts right into the middle of the movie. It's perfectly placed. Um, it's it's a lovely little moment of of real friendship between two of the best characters of all year friendship uh, triumphing classism yeah triumphing classism let's and go take it racism too you know exactly like, oh man it's got everything it's got it's got you got racism you got classism you got the the the, the bourgeoisie mid so dance until you drop <laughs> it is it is like kind of wonderfully over the top which obviously right but when he's like can you do the flamenco and you're like what a piece of shit this guy is right oh jesus Race and then he teaches that and then and it's like and then you know it's it, whatever right but it's i did find it amusing that he's like the the black guy in the band's like yeah this is how you do it and i'm like okay <laughs> kicking that plate onto the drum yeah. like that all of sick. it that was all sick. of it it's just and we need more stuff like this man oh we yeah need more, we need more of this to, to wake people up and, and is this really better than marty mcfly uh playing playing <laughs> in the band well he didn't yeah. play an original song he didn't play an original yeah i guess it was <laughs> Well, like, uh, Mar- your kids Mar- are gonna Mar- love it. <laughs> what if they end it? What if they end it with? Well, your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> your kids are gonna love Nacho Nacho Nacho. Well, I like to think that the the guy, the black drummer, called his brother. <laughs> this Marvin is guy. that sound. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Both Marty and Ram and uh, Ram and Beam wearing suspenders. Oh, oh, oh my god! I didn't see. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. Come on, they're pulling their suspenders during the dance, oh, man. Oh, I meant, I don't remember Marty McFly. Oh, Marty. 
Yeah, and I just holding up that. his pants. He's not stretching them. They're not memorable in Marty. No, no, no. Um, yeah, great, great moment, and uh, both moments are fa- phenomenal. Oh, and they're the moments of the year. Interchangeable in my mind, really, mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. But agreed. Uh, fantastic stuff, guys. Okay, so moving on to best actor and actress. This is now we're 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 now all over the place, right? We're 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 we all picked separate things here, and oh yeah. Uh, I personally, I I I picked um, Colin Farrell from Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Um, in, in, in- <laughs> <laughs> that took way too long to, to sneak up there. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you the moment I knew he was my favorite actor of the year. There is a moment where the dumbest person in town that they all agreed was the dumbest person in town says the definition of je ne sais quoi to Colin Farrell's character. And the moment he says that he gives this look like, Oh shit, I'm the dumbest person. in town. <laughs> like It is so beautiful and lovely. Like it's just all in his face that he realizes that I'm the dullest human being in this, on this Island. And it, it it solidifies his character in general in this whole movie. Um, Colin Farrell plays a man whose best friend basically tells him that he doesn't want to hang out with him anymore. And if he even talks to him, that he will cut his fingers off one by one every time he talks to him. It's the silliest fucking shit I've seen. He's also a violinist as well. He's a, a beautiful violinist, and he he threatens his own love of music to keep this man away from him. And throughout the movie, you kind of get the impression that he is pretty dull and stupid. But the extent to which uh, Brendan uh, Gleeson's character goes is just it's silly and stupid. And that's basically how I would kind of sum up the whole film is two really dull men on an island where it's boring as fuck have it out with one another. And Colin Farrell really, I think, came up really at at the top here as far as acting goes. Uh, He plays, I mean, I I don't think Colin Farrell's an idiot. I really don't. I, I think he's a generally good actor. But this, it was so believable that he was a, <laughs> a dull idiot that somebody would want to separate themselves from. But then again, the movie also kind of rolls onto itself and twists around and makes you feel for him because like, that's his only friend in town is, is this man who, who hates him really has always hated him. And God, I mean, it's just a phenomenal role and Colin Farrell, I think it's his best role ever. Like I, 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 I that is a bullseye. Come on. Better than bullseye. Right. Um, I, I, I think he deserves an Academy award and I think he's gonna He might win. I think Brendan, I haven't seen the whale, so I, I can't tell you whether it should be Brendan Frazier or, or Colin Farrell, but just from seeing Banshees, I, I got to give it to Colin Farrell. He was, yeah. he was phenomenal in this role. Right. No, he's, uh, I mean, as I think the only other person that did see this movie, uh, he's 
absolutely he's everything and kind of a little bit more i mean my favorite scene is the where he's at the bar and he's yelling at his friend about you know, <laughs> he's drunk about, well yeah but he's yelling at him about like nice because he's like nice is boring nobody remembers nice people and he's like i remember my sister she's nice like there's and he, you know, when he says what about mozart we all remember his music he's like i don't even know who that is <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> oh man and yeah colin farrell's uh He's always had it, you know. He's always been capable of like this brilliance, um, and he definitely. I, I mean, I, I, he did an interview where he talks about how he, like him and Brendan Gleeson's, you know, I guess process. He's like, we're totally different people, but he's like, it just works. He's like, I don't really. Yeah. Get, it's hard to explain, but I think from In Bruges on, like they are just yeah. such a dynamic duo. Um, of characters, and I feel like their friendship kind of it kind of built this movie in a way. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel like their their chemistry wouldn't it wouldn't have, this movie wouldn't have hit as hard if they didn't have the chemistry they had. Yeah. All right. Uh. Well, you know, I can probably just go. Um, my actor of the year uh, goes to Mia Goth Fantastic. specifically for Pearl. Is that Mia Goth. Uh, I mean, it's probably uh, Mia name? Gypsy Mello de Silva Goth is her. Whoa. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, Brazilian <laughs> mother, know. Canadian father. It's a he- heck of a name. Uh, <laughs> so she kind of came to prominence, at least for me, because uh, I didn't see the cure to wellness. Uh, but she was in a movie called Triple X. Um, or I'm sorry, X, just X. Um, not the Vin Diesel opus. Uh, so she was in a movie called X. It's a horror movie. Came up very early in the year. I think January, February. Uh, quite good, actually. She plays dual roles, uh, and she's very good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's this story where, and this is, you know, pandemic shooting. Everybody has a pandemic shoot story, essentially. Uh, she's also in Suspiria, the remake. But um, they said, yeah, we actually shot a whole nother movie while we shot X. And you're like, wait, what? That's weird. And he's like, yeah, it's coming out this year. Uh, and that movie's called Pearl, and it's a prequel to the movie X. And where X, I feel like, is a is a, a pretty, I, I think it's a quite, it's a very good horror movie uh, with a pretty fun cast. Um, Pearl doesn't necessarily have the same thing, and I'm not saying that as a knock. It's just like that is the reality, right? Um, you could look at who's in this movie. Nobody else really kind of, you know, uh, no offense to anybody else in that movie, but like you look at that and you're like, cool, cool. I like never seen it, never seen it. You know, certainly not memorable except for Mia Goth. Mia Goth stomps all over this movie and she is so goddamn enjoyable to watch. Um, you know, based off of, I, I think the closest uh, other person in this movie are uh, David Corns wet, who plays a projectionist and the actress, Emma Jenkins, who plays Mitzi, who Mitzi's kind of like her blonde ditzy friend. Um, but Mia Goth and Mitzi specifically. Uh, so Pearl and Mitzi have this scene at the end of the movie. And this is like some of your traditional, like, Oh, this is like Mia Goth will win an Academy award. You know, yeah, I totally agree. absolutely will. And frankly, she should be nominated for this, but she won't because of the horror movie. But like, whatever, right? But at the end of the movie, and I'm has anyone else seen this movie? 
No. Pearl. At the, the end X. of the movie. Not, not Pearl. Yeah, the end of the film, she goes on, like, I'm not even kidding you, like, uh, maybe a, it's like close to a 10-minute soliloquy where she's basically, because her husband's off at war. Her husband's at war, gone to war. Uh, so she's just living there with her family and, you know, it's just is what it is, right? And then she has this moment where she kind of, this sounds like, well, she has a breakdown, but she has this moment of clarity where she essentially is just like, She's like, hey, can I just like talk to you like you're my husband uh, to her friend Mitzi? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she just says, like, I hate you for leaving me. You know, you've left me all alone here. You know, I want to be a star. I'm destined to be a star and all this. And you're watching this movie and you're like, she's like, this is just she's just going. And like, this is some stage play, fucking Broadway, London theater type like quality acting. I think the director knew too. Cause like I've seen the yeah. scene actually, I actually watched it on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then he knew he's like, I yeah. gotta keep it on her. And then, and then the end credits is a whole nother level of just like intense, awkward, like hard to watch, but you can't look away and it's all, and it's like, it's not even close. It's all Mia goth. Um, and just like, Again, like I was really just kind of astounded. Like again, I think Pearl as a horror movie, it's like sure, right? It's good, it's enjoyable, but like I walked away going like, God damn, that this this woman's gonna win something big. And she came to my attention with the uh, Suspiria remake. Yeah, Suspiria. She, she's she was so in. good in that man. Was yeah. X good? X is X is totally good. worth your time. Yeah, uh, it's worth your time. Yeah, because X started auto playing after. The credits ended for RRR, so I thought yeah. it was like a post-credit scene. <laughs> but it was like dead bodies in a fucking farmhouse. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't think this is the same movie. X X is fun because uh, <laughs> it's got Jenna Ortega in it as well, who's uh, obviously she, yeah, she's she's a Wednesday? big name. I watched like eighty percent of Wednesday, I, and then I never liked her though, right? I really she's like great. Her. She's I great. Really like her a lot. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. She's she's and, a fan. Of and Church Mouse, Church yeah, Mouse. Church Mouse, and she's great in um, Scream too. Scream Five, she's really good, and it seems like they know that she was really good because it looks like she's the main character in Scream Six. Man, but she's um, places, huh? yeah, and another thing about uh, X, I'll just say this is that I, I think X like lives on its cast the supporting X, cast is also X can very give good it to you. X can give yeah it to you. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah the guy who plays wayne's really good too but anyway mia goth like absolutely wonderful you're um, right dude she's got a she's got a cat award in her future that's yeah, no she's doubt so good she is so good maybe for infinity pool the new Ooh. brandon cronenberg movie coming Ooh, out. that's right who knows John, you got a good one. You got a good one coming up here. Yeah, I mean, uh, my pick for actor of the year was Michelle Yeoh, who plays Evelyn in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I don't really, really don't have to argue for this one, I don't think. Um, No, not at all. uh, I think she was perfect casting for that character. She. Uh, was incredible as Evelyn. Um, I mean, we'll talk. I mean, we'll obviously talk about this movie uh, in more detail later. So I don't, don't want to go into it. Yeah, a lot. I but just, she was, 
She could have been like, I don't know, man. Like she, she's in she every scene. My <laughs> yeah. 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 Every fucking scene she's in it, man. Like, and she's dominating yeah. it too. Like she's so yeah. big of a character. And I, yeah, I also first, love that she, again, this is kind name, of, they tried to name her, name the character Michelle from what I read. Right. Well, really? originally she argued against it. John, did you know this was supposed to be Bruce? Oh, uh, not Bruce Lee. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be Jackie, Jackie Chan? Chan. This was supposed to be Jackie Chan. And yeah. I feel like they they changed mid. I think it was during the writing of the script that they, they decided on Michelle Yeoh over. Jackie Chan seems like a funny idea, but like it doesn't hold water. Like yeah. I, I yeah, can't imagine it without Evelyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no fucking way. I mean, as much as as iconic as uh, as Jackie Chan is, he might be too iconic to be. Yeah, yeah it would have been distracting. Is. Yeah, I love the I love the fact that they used her actual press uh, clippings mm-hmm. for the movie star universe mm-hmm. for Evelyn. I, I was like, oh, this shit's real. What they're showing on the screen right now is all mm-hmm. real stuff, which is pretty pretty interesting and neat. It's like, do we live in that universe in the multiverse? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, that's, uh, that's maybe. very true. Cool. I I also do like that. And again, some of this is really is just like the more you know about the actual actors, like like just the sweeter it really is. But mm-hmm. you know, she was you know she's well known in the stunt world. You know, did a lot of action movies. What's her uh, biggest movie? Was it Crouching? Probably Tiger? Crouching Tiger. I mean, I think it's. It's probably tough. Super cop for me. <laughs> but but I mean, like, she's so good, right? And then she hurt herself. I don't know which movie, but there was a movie where she's like, I have to retire. And then it's, well, what do you do, right? Like, you're a stunt actress that can't do stunt actress stuff anymore. Right. And then she kind of, you know, she's able to do some things, of course. Not like she's handicapped. Yeah, but, but could you? did you think that action star Michelle Yeoh could play... Uh, exactly. struggling struggling yeah. wife and and mother and yeah. you know like play a mother like you know yeah i mean she, she kind of plays like almost like superhero characters in a lot of these films yeah i, I mean yeah. again the closest Brown. thing the closest thing is is crazy rich asians right where she yeah, plays yeah. Kind of like, uh like the tiger mom or whatever it is i, don't I mean she plays the tiger mom and a different dimension of the tiger mom in, in this movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> like all that stuff is re- like my cousins have been like, they, they were telling me that like, you know, like my cousins that are Joey and his sisters were like shoving it down my throat. Like you have to watch this movie. You have to watch the movie. I cried five times, blah, blah, blah. I didn't cry five <laughs> times. I may have cried, maybe shed a couple tears during a couple moments. I didn't really uh, cry but, either. A lot of people, but, oh, I, but I, I could see why like they're my aunt. A lot during this yeah. My aunt is, is Evelyn to them, like the yeah. mother aspect. So it was like, I was like, Oh man, I was like, I can see why this really resonated with you. Also at the same point, at the same time, like, I mean, I, I, I think I said this before too, is like every character in, in that family, like I have been in those shoes at different parts of my life and i've never really watched the movie like that before huh. which is oh, interesting wow. to me yeah i mean not like directly but like i feel like i've been in like different stages in my life been been in, in those situations so it's really yeah. it's really interesting mm-hmm. to me too um it's a great movie she's great michelle Yeoh is a great actress i hope she wins every award me too i uh, can't wait to watch uh american born chinese 
Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're, both of them are in it, right? I think so. It's Kei Kui Han and Michelle Yeoh. And that's a pretty good comic, too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was like, I read it, but like, I, I didn't. I'm sure if I opened it up, I'd be like, oh, that's right. But it's, I mean, it's I been a very long time. Let me borrow it. So you, ha- you're the one who has it, Devin. Yeah, yeah, no, I, that's what I mean. Like, I could probably dig it out and and start reading it and kind of catch, you know, get there. Um, yeah, I think it's just like a fun, fun book. I can't. It, it's, been it's, a <laughs> it's a good set. It's a good set. It's a good set. Uh, but dude, yeah, whatever, man. Let let them get let make their make your money, get your jobs. You Theory, you picked a you picked a hell of a one here, and uh, I want to hear you talk about them. I uh I went with Bobby John Odenkirk. Cena. Pick John Cena. <laughs> oh, he, already, he, already, he already won one this year. Yeah. of the year for me. Most invisible games. man. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Um, I mean, this was the finale of Better Call Saul, and boy, does he put on a tour de force as the multiple, the multiple Saul Goodman slash um, uh, Jimmy McGill Jimmy slash. McGill slash. I'm trying to remember uh, black and white. Oh, um, what's the name? You're right. But like, you he does Gene so Takovic. Yeah, Gene. There's so much going on in this season. And I mean, this is the season Bob Odenkirk practically almost died making. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine the, I think the, I know the, the crime that, when it, that it would happened. have happened? I think I know. What, what do you think is the moment? I think it was in the first half. I mm. think it was when they were setting the big con on Howard Hamlin where Jimmy was running around, like literally I, running. I kind of had that same idea too. Because yeah, like I, he's putting a lot of motion in there. Yeah. Oh, he's big scenes. Um, yeah, Steve. I, I, I feel like my favorite maybe it was my the ninth favorite. episode. Funny ninth. games. Yeah. Mm, okay. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh occurred during the season filming of episode eight, point and shoot point and shoot uh well yeah. regardless uh, yeah. i i think the scene that did it for me was uh jimmy uh confessing in court I yes think, wow what a fucking scene that is mm-hmm. i mean that's that's the thing it's like you basically get four jimmy mcgills in this and like you know we are left with a jimmy mcgill that um kind of finally gets it and and admits uh, and come you yeah. know kind of le- finally like i like, wouldn't say redeem himself but like no it's uh, pretty like, close they he finally does something that is it has been so long since he did something for someone else yeah and he finally did um and, and uh you know and he doesn't just, redeem himself but just kim sitting in there like that scene where she's just quiet and watching him confess to everything like yeah oh god damn man yeah. After, lead up too yeah before that too like him fucking with the fbi oh and like trying to get stuff and go to like the uh the really nice like minimal security yeah, yeah. well it's um, just yeah like to think that like you know keep in mind you know i know he's been you know doing serious acting for like more than a decade now but to think that like 
the guy from Mr. Show is like literally like a world class like A plus actor now is like amazing. It is and cool. I cool feeling. To, I wanted to give him. I wanted to give him it. So, yeah, I, I want to also point out the uh, Gene Takivic. The the moment that uh, I think it was Jane Fonda's character sees the Better Call Saul ad, and it's the only thing in color, and he looks at it. There's a scene I feel like in his face, he's kind of happy that somebody recognizes him. Yes, you know what I mean. Like even though he's getting 100%. caught, even though he's getting caught, like. The scene where he's like, finally, somebody knows who I am, like, and and I can admit it, and the, the weight's kind of off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Ah, and then him in a dumpster with all the diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a scene, man. What a rat. Ah, he's phenomenal on the show, man. Phenomenal. All right. So this one's this one's a little silly fun one. Um Best streaming service. What <laughs> streaming service in 2022 was the must have? Uh, David, you should go first because you're uh, strong. You're I'm strong. Not, I, I, no, I'm actually strong. looking at this because I kind of forgot about this one. Oh, uh, man. I don't know. Yeah, it's so the, tough. Yeah, you're wrong, Devin. <laughs> you don't even, you're not even sure what it is. Just say it. No, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, you put in. I never fixed. So uh, I have on my list. We'll say that. Best These are the words I will choose very quickly. The list for best stream service wait, on we, my wait, name. Did we yes? put that for you, and then you just didn't. Correct? You guys filled in so much of my list. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, because it's the book of Boba Fett. Well, I put that part in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Disney Plus before, and I only put um, Boba Fett in because so you Disney, put Disney Plus. Disney Plus is my <laughs> is what is staring at my face for best streaming service. Uh, listen, I actually, in all seriousness, I Disney Plus is a good service. It does not break. It does not buckle. They do have for those of us who are into your pop culture, right? Your Marvel, your Star Wars, your you have children, you have good memories of things like Willow, you know? You can pick, pick two things for adults and then the rest is for kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's just funny because the best one and or I couldn't even get through, which is I find very, very amusing. Um, but anyway, Disney Plus truly is, I, I will say, I think it's the one I actually did use. I use the most consistently, which is like, I'm not even joking. Like, I don't think there's a streaming service I fire up more like often than Disney Plus. And that is just because of the sheer volume. They, there's always something that I can be somewhat interested in, you know, and hey, uh, Disney Plus being as aggressive as it is, oh, you, you didn't see that movie? Just give it three weeks. It will be on Disney Plus, right? Strange World, Wakanda Forever. Hey, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is very fun. That was fun. Uh, yeah, um, the I should have the, reactivated my Disney Plus account. Yeah, the Werewolf by Night. Uh, I should have very that. fun. Yeah, I mean, th- I will not say Disney Plus is putting out garbage, with the exception of Book of Boba Fett. That truly is is pretty pretty fucking terrible. Um, yeah, that's, that's the one you show. That's the one. Yeah. Should we all pick the Bluey? worst thing got, in every streaming service? It's got Bluey. It does got Bluey. Uh-oh. Oh man, if we're doing that, yeah, it does have right. Bluey. Yeah. No, it has. I mean, to be honest, I think I stream Disney Plus 
exponentially more than any of you guys do. Yeah, it's yeah. Constantly on in my house. I get that. I understand that. Um, Devin, I'm a little bit more confused by. Yeah, I am a I, child. The thing is, as much <laughs> as it's been on, I did not watch the Book of Boba Fett. So yeah, don't, don't. You don't need to. Oh, Mando's coming back, baby. Mando, uh, come on. That, I'll, I'll reactivate for Mando. I like Mando. reactivate. Reactivate Mando. Disney Plus immediately. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, Disney Plus. I I gotta admit, guys, I hate this category. <laughs> this is the one I think I yeah, hate more yeah, than it's... any other category we've done. I I there's so much I could say about all of these that I don't like, and it's more so like things they've done production wise that just tick me off and make me upset. Um, HBO Max being like catering more to like middle America and cutting a lot of their, their content just because, you know, cartoons are stupid. Um, and Netflix being dickheads and, and starting to crack down on password sharing and Disney plus just making the same stupid shit over and over again. Um, but I chose HBO Max. Uh, you fucking piece of shit. What? For the... <laughs> the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you forgot, you forgot, you forgot something. Uh, yeah, so we're picking things that are the worst <laughs> of the, the yeah. respective streaming services. The Snyder Cup being one of them. Uh, Velma being another. I'm not even going to watch that horse shit. Um, yeah, no, I, I picked HBO Max just because... Uh, uh, Peacemaker, the rehearsal. Um, I think the menu was on there. It got me yeah. able to see that. Yeah, uh, Harley Quinn, Doom Patrol, uh, House of the Dragon, really taking Game of Thrones out of the muck. You know, pulling them out of yeah. the muck and actually making out something mud. out of the mud and making something yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. Barbarians, fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry, who we didn't oh, even yeah. talk about at all, which I think had a really phenomenal third season. Uh, or was it sec- second? Or was it third? Third. 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 Right. third, yeah. third. Um, but hey, it's got all the Barry seasons, so it's great. It's got all the berries. It's got all um, the berries. I, I, I really, I feel like I was watching this the most out of all of the streaming services this year. Uh, Netflix being a close second. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. What else is to say? These shows are great. The movies are great. Uh, HBO. It's, it's not, it's not TV. It's HBO. <laughs> It's HBO home box baby. office. It's home box office, baby. Uh, we'll be the only ones that know that because we're over, over 30. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're the only ones that know that HBO is, is a acronym. Um, yeah, I uh, I pick HBO Max. I really liked it. Good pick. Good pick. I um, John and I went with uh, the same choice. Uh, we chose Netflix. Um Netflix was the one that I wanted to cancel the most this year. Yeah. And then Boy, well, they, they really wanted you to. Yeah. Every month it was just like, everybody would come out of the woodwork and be like, yo, this show's a banger. Yo, this show's a banger. Yo, this show's a banger. And I'm yep. like, wait, what? Oh man, I got to hold on to this thing. Like people would be like cyberpunk show. It's actually really good. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> that cyberpunk show. Oh really man. That show is so good. Yeah. Really good. Like, Shit. Somebody so many... shit on the last episode, and I was like, "You fool! What That's, is wrong? It's phenomenal. I still <laughs> gotta watch it. I still gotta watch it." But oh, like, yeah. oh okay. Netflix, Netflix is just like that service that like 
I want to be able to pull the Band-Aid. And then they're just like, here's the best Stranger Things you've ever seen. And I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Why? Why? Why do you guys just crank it up now? I don't think I would have been able to see RRR any other way. I mean, I probably would have downloaded it, but like having it there. Yeah, doesn't Netflix automatically win because that's how we watched RRR? Well, no, <laughs> because I hate what they're doing. I hate it. I it I despise their 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 business acumen. I don't like it. I don't like what's coming in the next year. I think a lot of people I guess are I guess we it. could I guess we could retitle this as best content. Yeah, yeah per streaming service. Maybe. <laughs> well, if we switch to the next content, I would probably pick HBO Max. Next year, we probably won't have this again. Because I think we were just trying to fill in a space. And That's we fine. Like, oh, I, I understand. I get yeah. it. I, trust me. Totally. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, as uh, Chris has said multiple times throughout that this year was so strong, movies and TVs both, that like, yeah, you know, sh- streaming had such an array of stuff to watch that, you know. It was good. It was all good. All right. I think we're going to the big ones now. Ooh, baby. Game of the year. John, you want to take this? Friend. Dang it. John, you, you're the out. You're the outlier here. Yeah, um, I, t- dude, I, ju- I juggled back and forth for a few days and I just went with my gut. You know, I mean, like the 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 name of the award is T2 of the year. And I think the movie that was that was most like t2 experience for me between the two <laughs> best movies was rrr over everything everywhere all at once um it's interchangeable uh they're both the best movie of the year in my opinion um but uh, i feel like i had to like i was saying earlier like it's been a while since i had these crazy feelings in my balls when watching a movie uh, like this, like I can't remember the last time I screamed at my screen watching a movie. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't tell you when the last time it was where I literally screamed at, at my television screen several times. Uh, the movie RRR is just, um, I mean, we've said we've talked about some of our favorite moments already, uh, but it's like everything that I love about watching a movie is in this movie. You know what? I would say, like, the last time I felt this way, it wasn't really John Wick. It was probably more along the lines of, like, Kill Bill. Like, seeing mm-hmm. Kill Bill for the first time. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, we can combine all of these things that I love in one movie? Like, this is incredible. Um, so, RR is like Kill Bill for me for 2023. Hmm. Uh, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's like an interesting it's like, way of looking at it, actually. I yeah, because it's like it because Kill Bill like combines so many different like genres and different things that I love about a lot of different things. Um, I mean, fucking she, she wore the fucking Game of Death suit and was on a motorcycle. Like, like it's stuff like that. Like, it's not, mm. it's not like oh, this the cinematography, like cinematography, obviously in movies in, in RRR and in Kill Bill are are top of top of the top of the food chain, no doubt. But it's like, you know, I walk away and it's like things like, you know, things like fighting all those fucking gang members with this with the sword scene. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like little moments like she can see the reflection of them through through the sword, like things that I'll never forget about watching a movie. I feel like there are a lot of those things in RRR now, too. So 
like 10, 15 years down the line, somebody fucking at a movie theater, we're, we'll high five over talk. Somebody will bring up RRR randomly and I'll high five a stranger about it. Probably. Hey, maybe we'll be you know? watching RRR again when they maybe we will. No, yeah. and that's the thing. That's another thing. It's like when, if slash when the sequel comes out, like we're making we're making a, a thing out of it. You guys understand that, right? Like I, oh, I'm not yeah. kidding. I'm not throwing smoke at you guys. Like we're gonna we're gonna buy. Like I'm gonna get tickets for some fucking movie theater in New York City. We're going to we're going and, to the IMAX in Atlantic City or something. Yeah, we're gonna make a we're yeah. literally gonna make a day out of it. Like we're gonna make a trip and a day out of watching. Like we're, it's gonna be a celebration when whenever this sequel comes out. Um, and again, like. It might not live up to the first one, but like this is how 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 much I love the first one that you know it I have to make it we have to make it an event when the next one comes out. Yeah. Or like anything, like this director, those actors. Cause like dude, man, it would have been amazing this to watch this in the movie theater. Yeah. Like when when DeServo's talking about it on the like talking about how he saw it in a movie theater like twice in New York, I'm like so jealous. Yeah, me too. And like uh and um Amir was saying, saying there's an Indian cinema that's like, like, I think like in his neighborhood or something in New York, and he's like, I totally could have watched this movie there probably, and it probably would have been amazing, but we didn't know about it. But now we will, we will know. About it. <laughs> that's and a great thing about I, you know, it's a great thing about nowadays. Like the, the we're seeing so many international films that just rival anything that's coming out of Hollywood. Right? Yeah, I don't even. Like, that's, it's weird. I don't even think about that dude. either. It's like, yeah, it's just general now. Like these are like Parasite is just a movie to me. It's yep. just the best movie I watched. That Get year. rid of the international film award and in, in the Academy. That's, yeah, that's Get rid thing. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be be you don't be cowards. Fucking throw it in the best picture where it deserves. Yeah, best to be. foreign language movie. Like no, Dumb. Seven Samurai was the best movie that came out that year. It wasn't the best foreign language right. movie. Like, get the fuck out of here. Come on. You know, I don't know. Yeah, there. Seventh Samurai and RRR. That, that's, the, that's the peak, Chris. That's my peak right there. Uh, that's a good peak, brother. <laughs> so whenever Seventh Samurai 2 comes out, that Kurosawa has stashed away somewhere in his vault, whenever they release that, we'll make it a thing. We'll travel to... We'll travel halfway across the country to watch that movie somewhere. <laughs> Same with RRR too. You know, I I kind of think this is a great segue too because like I feel like the pick that me and Devin and Steve chose is is the most American pick you could pick, right? Like this is the melting pot movie that we we really should cherish that comes out of, of, of this country. Like it has so many different aspects. And, and of course, what I'm talking about is everything everywhere all at once. Um, we all chose that. Um, yep. In me, yeah. me, me and Devin and Steve, uh, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a beautifully American film because <laughs> if you look at it layered, it, it of course has many different layers, but if you look at the, just the main simple plot of it, it's somebody going to the IRS <laughs> Yeah, which is so <laughs> uniquely American, and not only that, it's a first, case. it's a first, first generation immigrant family going to the IRS yeah. to fucking argue about their fucking taxes, <laughs> right? <laughs> to make their case, right? Ah, uh, I, and then they have to bring, they have to bring their daughter to translate. Uh, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I've been in that position 
plenty of times in my life where yeah. where I have to translate for a family member for something important. It's beautifully like American in that. Like it's lovely that that this something like this exists. And I think I it can only exist here. Like that's really cool. You know? Like I it's it's like almost I hate to say it's weird to make this comparison, but it's sort of like breaking bad where like Breaking Bad can only occur in America with our shitty healthcare. <laughs> that, that's something right, yeah. like that could exist. Where it's like people be people in like the like Europe are like, well, I don't get it. Why didn't they just take care of them? And yeah, why don't they just go to the doctor and have universal healthcare? Yeah, like no, 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 no. We don't this. Do they consider everything everywhere all at once a for a quote unquote foreign language? I hope not. The no, writers and directors are American, and like, yeah. the actors are Jamie Lee Effed yeah. Curtis. Yeah, right. I mean, same with same with Minari. Minari. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but that was mm. like there was a big stink about that shit. Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was the most American movie that came out in the last decade. And easily, that, easily. That was uh, that was capped at best foreign language maybe. literally an american oh. setting up a farm <laughs> yeah that's <what> <laughs> <laughs> like come on how, how much more yeah. american how much more american americana can get setting up a farm in alabama right. of all places right. maybe they consider alabama international now <laughs> it does not belong here anymore <laughs> <laughs> the argument the argument was like some percentage of like uh speaking non-english or something Hmm. But like the the counterpoint yeah, was Inglorious Bastards was a hundred percent in German, and that got not that's true. This picture, yeah. I think well, it was the it was the Golden Globes. Many Americans would think that's more American, right? I wonder <laughs> yeah. why, Chris. I wonder yeah. why. I mean, I mean, it's not it's not as dramatic, but like Martian won for best comedy that year, and it's like. <laughs> the Matt Damon movie where he's straight on the mo- yeah that hilarious comedy <laughs> funniest yeah, movie <sighs> like Goldblows are uh, a joke the categories are a joke yeah, I'll say that I'll say the categories yeah. themselves are, are cartoonish um, guys I mean it's just this film has so many so many layers to it and so much going on and it's it's a movie you can watch over and over again, and it really kind of pulls yeah. more from it, you know? Uh, I'll be the honest. The scene where but... two rocks are literally talking to one another. Oh, man. Like, can get you it's misty. Like, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That scene's actually, that scene's actually breathtaking. Too. It is. Like, because oh, it's such a stop, it's such a stop in, in all of the, all of the. At the Grand Canyon. Yeah. <laughs> Grand it's just like a hurricane Canyon. of shit going on in the movie. That's and a, it just, how it American just can you get, man, right? Yeah. Wow. Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no, yeah. There's no dialogue. It's just. And, and I'll say this too. I mean, there was somebody uh, on the Discord. I think DeServo said he rewatched it and he said it didn't really hit the same way the second time. And when I rewatched it, because I wanted to show Jenny, um, I was really concerned. And I am glad to state that that was not the gates for me. Yeah. Same I was here. like, oh, no, I love this. Never mind. I love it just as much. I understood more. It was like yeah. watching another. It's like watching a Simpsons episode again. Like you get all the little references and and little jokes that hit that you didn't get the first time because you were crying your eyes out. You know. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lovely film. I really hope it wins an Academy Award. It deserves. It deserves it. It, it deserves it. I it mean, really does. Just in general, like. These two films, Everything Everywhere All at Once and RRR, are the two films that like I can unabashedly recommend to people. Mm-hmm. Like 
I would I would ruin someone's day to recommend this movie to them. <laughs> you'd, like, you'd like flip their their dinner over. I would I would like slam my car into their car and run over to their driver's side window and be like, "You got to see everything everywhere all at once." <laughs> I you know um this is a weird little little snippet, but like I'm a big fan of Buckaroo Banzai. And, oh, okay. And and the thir- what is it? The thirtieth generation, whatever. Dimension? I forget what it is. Yeah. Who who cares? Uh, there's a lot of this movie that um that kind of pulls from that, especially the Alpha universe. Kind of reminded yeah. me of that a lot, and that was where I immediately my heart like just fell in love with this. Mm-hmm. Like it's so silly, but so like cute, like wholesome and there's- lovely. There's so many things in this movie where, you know, you're like, ha ha ha, you know, they're playing that as, as a joke. And then like they cut back to it and like you're like, oh, my God, like <laughs> these fucking sausage fingered fucking people <laughs> are fucking so lovely. And like you, like the little gags like, yeah, the Rakakuni gag. Oh, is my God. So God and every God. one of these little stories had an arc. And a yes. plot. Yeah. And they all they all culminated with a climax. Ah, oh, it all pays off. It's just mm. uh, and it all connects back to the, the original story. It's oh it's beautifully it's written. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <sighs> what a lovely movie. I I can't say enough about it. I gush over it every time I watch it. So big, big, big pick. Um both both movies are phenomenal. Um, okay, so that that leaves uh, Breaking Bad of the Year, right, fellas? Yes, it is. Yeah, and I think these are a little bit more mixed up, a little bit more mixed up than I. I totally understand movie. it. Like I said, the, yeah. the, we keep saying this year was stocked, stock full of phenomenal movies and TV shows, yeah. and especially TVs and say, I mean, like so there, there's some, there's amazing moves that I saw that I'd even mention today. Yeah. You know? Same here, man. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Tar uh, in particular for me, like I, I really the woman that. King, the woman King's amazing. It's great. Yeah, woman King's so good. Um, yeah. I, Barbarian. I know Steve brought up, but like, that's a phenomenal film. Yeah. Um, and, and when it comes to TV, we, God, we Barry, we didn't even talk about Barry. Barry, and was it, it so was top good. notch. It was so good. There, that's the thing, though. We were drowning with quality when it came to uh, television, movie, uh, entertainment. And and it, it, you brought up something really interesting, Steve, and that was the mm-hmm. fact that it was the the pandemic that really it got writers to sit down and really kind of almost rewrite some of the stuff that they've written to make it tighter yes. and funnier and more dramatic and more impactful. And I think there's really something to that, man. I yeah. Think like you're right. Bar- Barry got to do that where Barry got to like sit down with like the script that they had for season three and then also start to incorporate season four stuff into it. And like, you know, it, it gave people more time to, um, flesh out projects they were working rather than just like get it done and get it into the like the production cycle. So right, like right, right. you know, this year was just chock filled with amazing stuff. And I think 2023 we are going to also still be receiving amazing, amazing stuff. So great, yeah. great thing to and you and Devin picked the same thing. And I this show is fucking phenomenal. I was hooked. I was hooked on this show. Uh Devin and I both picked this uh that show Severance. 
Devin Wright. Wow. Like, yeah, I would, uh, it's a weird comparison, but not weird at the same time. But I would say the closest thing I could say to this is like watching that first season of lost. I was going to say the same exact uh, thing. Yeah, there I we go. Perfect. The same thing. Dude, that, that is a dude, good comparison. There's like, it's literally what if, um, it's like workplace, workplace lost. And like every episode yeah. I was like, I need to see more. I need more. We need to go deeper. And why I think it's going to be really great is it's because it's going to be like, what if, Lo- what if Severance, or what if Lost didn't have to make twenty four episodes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like literally, right. literally. Like what, what if they, if they just to make filler episodes? <laughs> yeah, um, Severance. It's so funny because like that's not funny, but the mystery of the show, what's happening in the show, the weird job that they have. Like uh, my brain has gone in so many goddamn directions for the show, and and I mean, again, I'm only talking about season one, obviously, but the fact that this show started was sold to me as like, hey, this weird thing Ben Stiller's behind, and mm-hmm. like he's not real. He directed a few episodes, but he's not the creator. He's not like I don't think he's a head writer. He's just like he's directed a few episodes, which is interesting. I'm not saying it's not, but like I was sold to it as like. Oh, this Ben Stiller show. Okay, sure. Why not? And the fact that it goes where it goes and it has an all-time great, you know, cliffhanger. Uh, mm-hmm. The way season one ends, I'm just like, how dare you? Um, and I've never not been a fan of Adam Scott, but this is probably Adam Scott's like, best work at the very least it's like did you oh that brothers though <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> but it's his best long form work i should say um and he's great he's great in uh, pretty much everything but this is like oh man i hope adam scott because adam scott honestly um he really does shine in this in the show i, I kind of uh, certain yeah, my, my pick for the show is is I like really like John Turturro's character. John, I mean, yeah, me when is he not good though? Yeah, like, you're always right. good. You're absolutely John right. Turturro um, and Christopher Walken. Oh, like holy! They're smokes. gonna they're gonna yeah. fall in love together, and it's gonna be beautiful. And I can't wait. Really, I think that's definitely yeah. And Milkshake might be the weirdest character of the year. Um, <laughs> He's fantastic. He's Come so on, dude, good it's, too. Come on, dude. It's, uh, it's what's that? A deviled Egg Day? Yeah. <laughs> oh my Tr- god. Tramel Tillman is the name. Yeah, Tramel Tillman. Fantastic. Uh, Britt Lower, yeah. who who plays um uh Helly. Helly. Yeah. She's Zach, Zach Sherry is great as Dylan. Yes. Like, ah, oh, he bit. <laughs> <laughs> he bit milkshake. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's um Oh god, and like the Rickon stuff is very funny. His brother-in-law, mm. um, and again, it's it's something we've all talked about. This, yeah, hot. Like we've all probably had that moment at work where let's forget what we're doing and keep forgetting, so we can go home with clear minds and not exactly. be stressed. And it's actually a fucking hellhole. Yeah. It's a jail for your mind, and that's beautiful. And the way it's done is just scary. Can, can I also tell you, this is like a complete happenstance, right? And I very much doubt this is the where the show is going in terms of the mystery. But I was reading uh, one of my one of my Warhammer books, 
And the job that they have in Severance was like the exact same job that one of the characters had to do in like the minister, the like in like one of the the fucking whatever jobs that they had to do, and it kind of tied into the overall plot. And I was like, oh my god, is Severance <laughs> secretly a backdoor Warhammer 40k pilot? Because I'm in. <laughs> I'm in, Adam guys. Scott, Adam Scott put on the fucking marine armor. Oh my god! Not, oh man, yeah. But it was just like one of those. Like, isn't that fucking funny? Numbers that scare you. Kind, yeah. No, honestly, it was it was fine. Is finding a, a key grouping of icons that made you unwell, uh, and they were called unwords. Oh man, it was so cool. Um, anyway, Severance is fucking. Yeah, uh, it, it, this is. Uh, uh, among a sea uh, of again, we've already mentioned it looks so much good TV, but uh, Severance kind of edged it out, and and I was, you know, and hey, funny enough, Apple TV not even mentioned on his streaming right. options, but uh, hey, when Apple hits, when Apple hits, when they get a like they get a Ted Lasso, they get a Severance, yeah, but like man, when they hit, goddamn, they hit. Um, so I'll give Apple that, but. Yeah, I love that they keep coinciding with when I get free trials for Apple <laughs> TV. It's very, very convenient. Good stuff. Yeah, um, absolutely. John, I'm gonna make you go f- next because yeah, mine sure. ties I in. Mean, with yours is Breaking like, Bad. yeah, yours is like, yeah, it's namesake. Oh, uh, there's been really not much else to say. Stranger Things. We were saying throughout the whole thing is this is the best season oh, of the series, so um, hands down. It was my favorite. Like Sam and I finished in one day, I think. Either one or two. Maybe we watched the last. No, we watched the last episode on the following day because that was like that yeah. last episode was like two hours long. Didn't mm-hmm. they split the season Over. in half too? Like, they, they, they split like two oh, yeah, weeks, yeah, right? Yeah. The last two episodes, were last their two own episodes, thing, and they were right. both like two hours long. Yeah, yeah, the, no, no, yeah. So we watched the first, I guess. The first part of it, like we we binged them in a whole day, yeah. Like fucking, I forgot what what was the cliffhanger? What did they leave? Uh, the before? the whole entire town fucking broken half. Oh yeah, broken yeah, half, yeah. and yeah. everything's dying in the town, and the oh, gang man. is ready to fight or something. Yeah. Also, I mean, also just just the format of the show. I mean, yeah. I don't go ahead and say up. experimental, but like the fact that they were they have the confidence, the budget the you know the sway to be like well this is what we want to do instead and for netflix to be you know netflix is always come the one of the beautiful things about streaming is like you don't have to be yeah irishman doesn't have to be edited they just <laughs> yeah, throw yeah. The hey sometimes it doesn't now. work out right but <laughs> well, i was saying that it, it is like sometimes you, know, yeah. you don't have to edit your movie yeah, you know? sometimes you gotta make Robert De Niro look like a White Walker, right? Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but Devin, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. What they did was it, it was the smartest thing, and I think they learned from the season prior with um, season three, where like you know they just farted it out all at once, and like it was like a week of Stranger Things talk. Instead yeah. of that, because the way they did it, where at the end of May the season came out, and then at the beginning of July was um when they put out the final two episodes we had a whole month where people were just talking stranger things yeah and it yeah. was just yeah because that, that's like um that's something that people bring up a lot is like when game of thrones was 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 at its peak 
it's like it's not like the difference is since it comes out every week, it's every week you're talking about Game of Thrones. Right. Whereas when Stranger Things came out the first time, we talked about Stranger Things for like two weeks maybe because we all watched it all right at one time and then um and then that was it so it's i like, mean it's almost like it's prolonged in a in a world type. where like you're constantly getting such good like television content and like you know you're you're not just competing with like um house of cards anymore that like yeah doing this might be the smart move so yeah I think the long form really, really suits the show now. I think, you know, hopefully in the fifth season, we'll get like some three movies <laughs> or whatever, yeah. four movies. Like that... it's the best of both worlds where it's like you can binge it because like, you know, it spits out the beginning part of the season. But then like the real meat, the third act, you still got to wait for. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of storytelling. And it's event television, something yeah. they they everybody thought was dead. I think it's not. I think no. if you if you, pr- you you release your your episodes in the right way, it can be still event television, not just mm-hmm. a week excursion. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing that with like The Last of Us right now, kind of. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, fellas. Well, uh, to round it all up, uh, as fitting as it could be for Breaking Bad of the Year, I chose Better Call Saul, uh, the final season. Mm-hmm. Um, I I you know. I'm going to say something. I'm going to throw it out there. I think this should be called Better Call Saul of the Year. I, I know it's a, it's, it's, a country, it's a crazy Whoa. opinion here. I think it's a better TV show. I really do. Overall, I think it's a better character study of Jimmy McGill slash Saul Goodman slash Gene Takiewicz. I think it had a more suitable ending, too. I think... I, as crazy as that sounds, I think Breaking Bad was a, a sl- solidly great show, but I feel like the ending was a little bit tacked on. I, I, I will go out on a limb and say that. However, I feel like with Better Call Saul, I feel like it is a, a, a full, sumptuous ending to a character that is more dynamic than uh, Walter White. Um I, I feel like we finally got justice served too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole idea that all of this awful shit was occurring under Walter White and he got to die before he faced justice is morally awful. And to see somebody finally take the brunt and take the responsibility for what happened is true closure to this yeah. series, to this world. Um, Saul Goodman, Jimmy McGill, Gene Takiewicz, all of them phenomenal characters. And they're all slightly different too, which is a, a testament to Bob Odenkirk, you know, like I, Steve picked him as best actor. And I think there's something to be said about that. Mm-hmm. I think the show is itself built upon not only uh, Saul Goodman, and Jimmy McGill, but it built upon Mike Erman Trout. It built upon Gus Fring. It, it fully fleshed out the Salamanca family and how terrible they are uh, with Nacho too dying the way he did. Like, mm. Oh, that scene where he lays out every shitty fucking thing the Salamancas have done before he dies and he takes his own life. He takes control over, over what happened to him. Phenomenal, phenomenal TV. 
Um, and I, I, I had to pick this. I had to pick every little piece of it too. And, and a lot of people were kind of down, down on the Gene Takivic part of this season. And I, I think they were dead wrong. I think. Oh, I agree. I agree. That stuff was so good. <laughs> it's so fucking good. When he was teaming up with his band of idiots. To it was, rob. it was like literally watching a junkie try to still get a fix. Oh yeah. Like and when they were like, you know, locked up somehow. Like and, it, and, it was incredible. And the fact that he, he was still manipulating people to do his dirty work and mm-hmm. to, to keep his distance, but still had to get involved because they fucked it up. You know, and, yeah. and he had to get his hands dirty, which he usually doesn't. Um, a phenomenal anti-hero. Um, I, I, and just that last scene, like I said before, with with Saul, with Jimmy really laying out everything that he did that was wrong and terrible. He pointed out the fact that I, I didn't really even think about this, but he's the one that goaded Walter White to keep cooking. He's, yeah, you're right. He's the one that pushed him. He said, make hay while the sun is shining. Like that was <laughs> all his manipulation to keep Walter White in the in the business. I'm not saying that it was all him that, that kept Walter White. But he was one of the cheerleaders. He yeah. was definitely one of the and yeah. one of the manipulators too. Like he realized, you know, from the moment that he Walter White gave him enough. To buy a what was it a Honda Honda Accord? <laughs> he's like, this is not enough money. Like, you, you got to make more money for me to actually launder it and give you, you know, your fortune. Ah, phenomenal! And I want to throw a shout out to Kim Wexler, Rhea Seahorn. Mm-hmm. She yeah. was phenomenal in this season. The fact that she she knew what she was doing was wrong, but she kept doing it because. She got the thrill out of it. That might be one of my favorite scenes when she's like, I was having too much fun. Like that scene. That might be, that's a standout. Is that where she's sitting down with Howard's wife and talking? No, it's, it's when she breaks up with Jimmy. Cause she's like, we were having too much fun. Yeah. You know, and that's when she gets the divorce. Yeah. And not only that, she literally disbarred herself. The thing that her dream was to represent the weak person, the low, the little man against the big man. And then she realized what she was doing was just manipulating this poor. And I listen, Howard Hamlin, he's, he's not a great guy. He's, he's kind of an asshole. He treated Jimmy like shit. But he, he treated- doesn't deserve what happens to no, him. No, never, yeah. <laughs> never, never. And, and the, the, the cool thing about this was the moment he was killed, that was when it was clicked in my head like, oh, God, that was an innocent person. And he didn't yeah. deserve this. And they're, they manipulated him. And he's right in every way, almost like his brother. But his brother, Charles, was also an asshole. And, mm-hmm. and midi- manipulated Jimmy just the same as Jimmy manipulated everybody else. And, and it, Charles created Jimmy in a way like, ah, the characterization, <laughs> the plotting, the pacing, the, the plot itself. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Deserves it. Better Call Saul final season. Fantastic. Loved every minute of it. Well, there it is, folks. Your 2022 anti-fannies finally wrapping up. Holy heck. 
Yeah, finally. Now we got to go God. and do 2023 now. So wait, Ooh. so are we doing a a, a Glani and Chill next, or you want to do one? We'll break it. We'll break it up, and and then because uh, you got the vacation movie. Right? Yeah, vacation movies to talk about. We're going to take a quote unquote vacation <laughs> and we're going to have a Galani and chill. And then we'll get I got, into it. I got two, by the way, folks, I got two in the, in the, in the chamber. I got, I watched oh. not only vacation, but I watched Rocky. So that's going to be the next one Ooh, after vacation. When does the new Rocky come out? Or the Creed. June? Uh, hold on. Oh, wait. Uh, I, I could be lying. Creed 3. Creed 3 is March 3rd. March 3rd. Wow, that's coming up. Yeah, that's we, could, we could push it. Yeah, I mean, Chris. Push it, yeah, and then I'm sure. Yeah, whatever. It's our fucking show. So we'll just do that. <laughs> you know what we'll do? We'll do the end of January. We'll do vacation. And then the end of February, we'll do Rocky. Yeah, because then literally the first friday of the month oh, that's nice March 3rd. yeah i'm glad that worked i did not plan that timing did not plan it yeah that was completely i was watching because the rocky movies just added netflix i'm like well i'm gonna watch them all <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of that oh, and i'm also i'm watching the creed films and rocky balboa so that's all going to be thrown into it and yeah. uh it'd be good retrospect for the, and the drago movie when that comes out right and the drago movie. <laughs> is that <laughs> coming out is that a thing that's I don't, a thing. Is it is really? It, well, I know Stallone. It was so much a thing that Stallone had to like voice his disdain about it. Drago movie. Uh, he was mad about Rocky spinoff film Drago set for MGM. This was July, that's weird. Summer twenty twenty two. I mean, weird. listen. Uh, that's I mean. Well, I mean that's when the story was. So, regardless. Uh, yeah. That is another Anthony have... Fannies for the books, folks. Yes. 2022. Fantastic. Who, big, who are the big winners this year? Uh, RRR. Um, I'm going to say. Bunch. Ooh, Elden Ring, RRR, Kratos. Just Kratos in general. The biggest fuck up. Elon Musk and Kanye West. Oh, man. We should. Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4. Must anticipate tally some of these up. God. You know what? Right, that show, this... we didn't even mention Halo. Huh. Let's wrap this Crazy. up. Yeah, All right, wrap thank it you up. guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Later.